With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandsLots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. got a text from Matt Damon. He says, you remember that time I was on your show? I said, yes, I do. He just want to remind me that that was very cool. <laughs> so, cool and I agree. Huh? It was. It was very cool. <laughs> uh, what else is going on? It's the goose from last night. The goose from last night's game is on the phone. What the... Was the goose in the shift, by the way? Yes. He looked... I... No one looked better prepared for a grounder up between second and first than that goose. Right. Alert. Yeah. Ready. Did you guys see this? I didn't see it live. I saw uh, freeze photos of it. Like, what the hell? And I was stunned that they said, first of all, they showed this goose, and they were loving it. And that game took 10 years off my life last night. Oh, no. (laughs) And the goose landed right when it's like, oh, my God, what's going to happen next? And then they're stopping and having fun with this goose. It's like, I can't take this. And so then they decided, let's just keep playing with a goose on the field. Uh-oh. And I'm like, no! Uh-oh. No, something's going to get messed up that'll destroy our destiny. <laughs> the ball will hit the goose, or the goose will get in the way, and then we'll never win another game. I don't know. I don't think I have the... Emotional stamina <laughs> for playoffs. And that's what it's all about. Man. Oh, my. I swear the goose was in the shift. It was intense. Mm, he was. Focus. He, he had the stare down. Yeah. <laughs> who was that? Who was that pitcher, like the Mad Hungarian or something like right. that? Al Habrowski. Was that his name? Was, was so. he called the Mad Hungarian? Yes. He'd turn around. This guy would be on the, the mound. He'd come in late in the game. He was a reliever, wasn't he? Yeah. He'd come in late in the game. And the word is he would turn his back to the batter. He'd actually walk towards second base. He'd walk off the pitcher's mound. And he would think about the batter saying vile things about his mother. And he'd what? turn around and he'd punch his mitt and he goes, oh. <laughs> yeah. he'd get really pissed off. Damn. 
And the look in his face was just like that duck last night. Oh, man. That duck was like, I dare you to hit it to me. <laughs> Geese are dicks. You don't mess with them. They're no. scary. No. You want to run away when they're coming at you. Right. And they do. So what happened to it? Ground screw guy came out with a big old garbage can and a towel, draped a towel over him, oh, and picked it? him up and yeah. put him in the can. Oh, and okay, him good. Off. Yeah. Happy ending, thank God. They took care of him. And Manny, Manny was, Manny was. We found out Manny Machado was sensitive. Oh, it looked like the, the duck was like hurt when it landed, and oh. it was kind of gnarly. I was worried about it. Wow. Oh, sweet Manny. We love Manny. Another reason to love that guy. <laughs> <laughs> He's kind to animals, Chris Boyer. That's a good quality. He hates the Dodgers, but he's kind to animals, mm-hmm. and that's what we love. Is it real? Or is it... Is it sports insanity? What is it when you feel like, okay, I watched for a second and something good happened. Now I need to stop watching. Superstition. Is that real? Even though that has a name, superstition, mm-hmm. is it real? It's real inside every body that you do it when you do it, it's real. Does it matter? Does it work? Does your sports superstition work? You mean if you sit on your couch in the same spot watching the football team, your your game will win and you can't look away or you can't drink the beer at the whatever and all these? No. Whatever. It doesn't. The whole, what do you mean no? It doesn't. I'm wasting my time? Yes. But still do it. And well. Wait. In, in your own you heart. You can't say that. Well, in your own heart if you enjoy it, but. I believe it's all superstition. When you believe in things you don't understand. Then yeah, you finish suffer. the line. Finish the line. When you then believe you in s- things that, that you, you don't, don't understand, understand, then you suffer. But it doesn't say when you believe in things you don't understand, it's all a bunch of garbage and it doesn't matter, so keep doing it. It leaves the question unanswered. It didn't rhyme in the Stevie Wonder song. Uh. <laughs> Well, nothing made any sense. For one thing, the guy wasn't even blind. <laughs> That's true. That was all a big act. That's true. He's the umpire. God, again last night. I was having my sports superstitions watching this game last night. I don't believe in the whole sports superstitious world. I don't believe that I am... Uh, allowed is not the w- right word, but uh, perhaps um, intended. Mm-hmm. I'm not intended to watch an entire game. <laughs> You're not built for it. No, it's not that. I know. I'm, I know the answer to that. I am not built for it. I could not watch the bottom of the ninth. Yeah. I couldn't do it. I do not have the fortitude, which is a shame. It is. And yet, I feel that by passing on the ninth inning, you should all be calling me and thanking me. For single-handedly winning that game last night. <laughs> because I did my part. 
I know when to watch and I know when to stay away. And I play my part faithfully, yeah, you Chainsaw. You do. See? You do. So then the superstition worked. Yeah. See, they Thank work like half that. the time. Yeah. It is real. Yes. All Stevie says is when you believe in things that you don't understand, then you suffer. Right. All that happened last night. All of that was happening. But I want you to know that I did not. I, I didn't meddle with it. I respected the superstition. <laughs> Paid off last night. I played my part. And it mattered. It mattered last night, David. <laughs> he did his part, too. He did his part, too. Uh. Do you have disdain for people the next day? It's like, oh, what about the, the Padres and the Dodgers? Well, I didn't watch. Didn't watch? <laughs> well, what are, you, what are you, take a knee for the anthem, too? What's the matter yeah, with Chris you? Yeah, you un-American. You didn't did you, did, watch. Did you watch, Chris Boyer? You're not doing your part. Well, why don't you just do- join ISIS, Chris Boyer? <laughs> Didn't watch, did you? Don't think it comes in on my mouth. Uh, you didn't watch, did you? I did not. <laughs> he didn't do his part. No, he didn't. Well, maybe he did. <laughs> Seriously, why should he start now? Yeah. Screw everything up in our universe if he started hmm. watching. Very upsetting watching these games at my house. I just don't think we're cut out for it. (laughs) I don't. It's it's too hard. It's too much. You ever feel that way? Yes, of course. And we're not alone. We're not alone. It's like watching scary movies. Jerry West, the great NBA superstar Jerry West, when he became general manager and all that stuff with the Lakers, he could not watch the games. Magic and Cream out there winning a championship. He could literally not watch. I mean, Billy Bean could not be in the stadium when his A's were trying to win their, what, 20th game? That's right. Moneyball, yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't know if that's true or not. So goes the legend, but Jerry West... Definitely, and I think Billy Bean, too. They so can't. what you're saying is, I'm virtually Jerry West. Yeah, you hmm. are a Hall of Fame champion. You are the logo. <laughs> Tied it up. Yes! And now it comes to Petco. Yes! Oh. So many people were like, just hurry up and beat us. And it's like, no, no I don't think that's going to no. happen. I don't think so. They're going to drag out your suffering for as long as possible. <laughs> Is that true? <laughs> All right, easy. Take it easy. Take it easy. Does that duck know that we're playing at Petco on Friday? He's got today off. Yeah. Tell the duck we've got today off.
In fact, tell the duck to listen to Chainsaw next. What are we going to talk about here? A game two reversal at Dodger Stadium, giving us two games at Petco this weekend. Nothing else matters, but we'll talk about that stuff anyway. went to the Chrome Zone last night. Yes! I went to the Chrome Zone! Yes! <laughs> All right. <laughs> Baseball Sports is next here on the DSC Radio Show. Thanks for switching us on this Thursday morning where we will have more tickets for you to go to Petco Park. Future home of you know who. The whole thing. That's right. Huh? Huh? Hmm? Don't say it out loud. Petco Park, where Sky Show 45 will be on December 28th, right after the Holiday Bowl. We'll have some tickets for you that. Coming up this morning here on the DSC Radio Show. DSC Mornings. Classic rock all day. On your smart devices or on 101kgb.com. Uh, the only good thing about playing the Dodgers in championship baseball is at least it's only 130 miles away from the chainsaw. He's got to be up and down the coast, right. back and forth. Covering every minute of it live and then dashing back here to the studio with no sleep to bring you the results right now exclusively on KGB. And good morning. Well, good morning and thank you, David. And hello again, everybody in the sports world. At Dodger Stadium last night. The Padres overcame the umpire, missing a called third strike again on a Darvish curveball to Max Muncie that was all the way into the strike zone. And sure enough, Muncie sent the very next pitch over the wall, mm. giving the Dodgers a 2-1 to lead in Game 2 of this best-of-five divisional playoff. But these aren't <laughs> yesteryear's Padres. Thanks to Manny's homer and two RBI, uh, Jurex and Profar's go-ahead a single. Jake Cronenworth simply provided insurance. In the air to right. Mookie Betts turns around and launches that goal for Cronenworth. Yeah. Yeah. And the Padres extend the lead in the eighth. It's 5-3. to three. Yeah, 5-3 to three would be your final, just like game one, except this time the Padres had the five. This series is even 1-1. With Game 3 Friday at Petco Park, that's tomorrow night, a first pitch 5.37 our time, then Game 4 Saturday night at Petco Park, giving the Padres a chance to win this series at home and prevent a Game 5 at Dodger Stadium on Sunday. Not so fast! Not so fast! That's right, that's right. One victory at a time. It'll be Blake Snell Friday night versus Tony Gonsolin. Who, who is this Tony guy? Well, he only went 16-1. and one with a 2.14 ERA. Whatever. You think Manny is afraid of this guy? I'm so scared. I'm so scared. I'm so scared. Of course course he's not, which is why in about three weeks, when we're lining El Cajon Boulevard to hire temporary workers, there just might be a World Series victory parade rolling by. 
In yesterday's other game, the Braves shut out the Phillies 3-zip to tie that series 1-1. Today will be just the American League series is. At 1230, we'll have Seattle at Houston. Astros lead 1-zip. At 430, we'll have Cleveland at New York. The Yankees lead 1-zip. We have Thursday night football because it's Thursday. One and four Washington visits two and three Chicago. Wow. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. 515 on Prime. Meanwhile, in the rash at all that. There's this girl in front of Victoria's Secret, and she stops me when I'm walking by. She's like, excuse me, sir, are you uh, shopping for a wife or girlfriend today? And I was like, no, why? She goes, well, we're having an after Christmas sale, and all of our bras are 50% off. <laughs> to which I said, I like when your bras are 100% off. <laughs> right? I mean, that quick. I was proud. I'm not going to lie to you, people. I thought I hit a home run, you know? Not because it's that funny, but the timing was impeccable. And, uh, and she didn't get it. She didn't even get it. She's like, 100%. That's stupid, okay? Because then they'd be free. And I'm like, that's one way of putting it. You know, at that point, they would actually be free. Which just got her even more confused. She's like, hang on a second. Becky? Uh. I just want to run this by my manager because I'm a little confused right now. Like, I just started. Maybe there's a deal I don't know about where you got one. So, so. Becky, this guy says he thinks our bra should be 100% off. And the other girl's like, really? Then we wouldn't make any money. And I'm like, sorry, you're wrong. I beg to differ. Basketball Association. <laughs> Uh, the 2021 NBA champion Milwaukee Bucks are now 0-5 this Ooh. preseason, but that doesn't worry their superstar Giannis Antetokounmpo. Most of America is 0-5 just trying to pronounce his name. The regular season tips off this next coming Tuesday night. And other sports, David. My brother's been staying with me for a couple of weeks now, which has been awful. My brother's crazy. Even my neighbors hate him. The other day I opened up the door, I caught him masturbating. He looks me right in the eyes and goes, shut the door. <laughs> I said, get inside. Ah! <laughs> it is 6.30 and 28 seconds, and this is your 1015 KGBFM Sports Network. Okay, Google, play 101.5 KGB from iHeartRadio. The home of DSC Mornings. Do you want to tell me what, uh, are they big stories making headlines today in the Crackpot News? What's been happening in the last 24 hours? Okay, so Alex Jones is back in the news. He's that mm. radio host yeah. who said that Sandy Hook was a hoax. Say this again. He's the radio host. Who he was, would... He's just like a syndicated guy, right? Yeah. Like a Rush Limbaugh kind of guy. Uh-huh. And he had made claims on air multiple times that the whole Sandy Hook massacre was a hoax. Didn't he say that the children were hired actors? The parents were actors? That's what I believe to be true, yeah, David. Mm -hmm. You believe that's true? I believe that he did say those things. Oh, I thought you said you... I thought... See, careful the way you say Ooh, that. You said, Blair. I believe that to be true. <laughs> oh, you're right. Thank you. Thank yes, you I know I'm right. the clarity. I believe right. the statement you made is correct. He... He maintained that the Sandy Hook massacre was an elaborate staged event that did not happen. In reality, it was played out by actors. And why would he? Why would we do that? I 
actually don't know. Did he is there did he come out with his reason on why we would have done that? I I'd don't like know, to know why why did he think that? Why well, would all these conspiracy theorists, why do they think we do these things? But this was his conspiracy theory. Yeah. For years he said there was no murderer at Sandy Hook. All those children did not die. They were actors, the family were actors, the children were not even the children of the parents who were pretending to be them. And I'm curious, did he ever say why this hoax, in his mind, was portrayed? I can try to find that by the news, you know, when we get really into this story, because I don't know off the top of my head. But and, and he had tens of thousands of listeners who signed on to his theory. Yeah, he did. And as I understand it, his network, his radio network, does more than just broadcast a daily show. He sells stuff too, right? I don't know. I know that he was making money um, yeah, I think somehow from listeners going to his website. Yeah, I think he sells doomsday kits to people who believe that the mm. zombie apocalypse is coming. We have an Alex Jones doomsday kit in my house. That's going in the garbage. Can well, I hear what? what's in the doomsday <laughs> kit? Do you know what's in there? Oh, in ours? Yeah. We have tons of bottled water. We have tons of dog food he did not throw out because we had stuff for the dog in case, you know, we still had yeah. dogs alive when the, when the doomsday happened. So we still have those, which he's not gotten rid of, even though our dog died. Um, we your, have, dog, your, dog all, your dog all crossed the rainbow bridge. He sure did. Yeah. Um, Chip has also saved... Okay, so I'm going to say this very carefully. When a woman has a baby, the hospitals give you these pads that look like diapers. Lady pads. Lady pads. Mm -hmm. But they are hospital-grade pads. And they, again, they look like diapers. They're the size of those. And Chip stuck. I didn't need them because I had a C-section. But they were still in the room. So Chip took them all. I bet you paid for them. Because... I yeah, bet you, pay, you might as well take did. them. Yep, exactly. Mm-hmm. And he said, oh, these would be perfect for like battle wounds. Sure. Soaking up the blood and all He's that right. thing. So we have stock of those. You don't like that you have those? <sighs> the space what if you take, is taking up. What if you take a rocket? What if you encounter the zombies and they hit you with a rocket propelled grenade to the vagina? <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna now you'll be glad diapers. that you've got this strap on, basically bandage diaper. I will be. To stem the bleeding. <laughs> yes. Your husband just saved your life. Uh huh. Mm. We have uh, filter straws that can go, you yeah. know, apparently in like. I've got one of those. Any river or whatever. But you guys gave it out. We sure did. He did. That was his gift to you. You could put it in a toilet and drink water you out of this can. thing. And that's what it. You know, that's what the, that's what it says. You know what they had? One of these guys. I think it was in India. It was one of the governors of one of the countries in India, and. His citizens were mercilessly pounding on him, saying, you've ruined our water. Our water's destroyed here. What are you going to do about that? And he stood up in front of everybody with a glass of water and goes, there's nothing wrong with this water. You guys are all overreacting. He took a big drink of water and died on the stage. <laughs> right there. What? Keeled over and died <sighs> from drinking the water that he was defending. You need a straw. <laughs> Need one of your zombie apocalypse straws. This is why you need the filter straw. How long does that straw work? I don't know. There's only one in the package, I think. I don't know. Who gets first dibs on the straw? 
You know he does. That's a tricky. Uh, that's a tricky thing. That straw. That yeah, is. Mm. So anyway, Stop. this Alex Jones, he had been perpetuating his conspiracy theory that Sandy Hook was an elaborate hoax. No children died. There was no murderer. These parents are actors. They haven't suffered any loss. And people got sick and tired of hearing it. And they said, you know, if you don't shut up, we're going to sue you. And of course, he didn't shut up. And so they sued him. And we saw this a month or two ago. And he lost that courtroom battle. Yeah, that was back in August. He and had he had to pay like $8 million? No, almost $50 million. $50 million. Yeah. $50 million. Back but then. then. But then there was another one. Yes. That was yesterday. Yes. Okay, so the the one in August was in Texas. The one yesterday was uh, went down in Connecticut. And that's where Sandy Hook is. Yes. So we'll tell you the fine that he got hit with yesterday, which blows the Texas one away, just out of the water. But also what he's asking his listeners to do. When you hear this, it's like, oh, my God, this guy. Does he want the listeners to pay his fine? You know he does. Yeah. The judge Disgusting. in this case, too, hates his guts. Good. Judge is always telling him, shut up. Are you chewing gum? <laughs> yeah, <yes. laughs> Anything else? Uh, yeah, so I'll prove to you why if you're scared of spiders, there's no point in facing that fear. One woman tried to do this, and guess what? It didn't go good. Mm. So just... A fear. You don't have to get over every fear. Yeah, that's. The th- was it one of those? I'm going to conquer my spider fear. Exactly. Uh-huh. Do you uh huh. Do you wish you could conquer your spider fear? I don't, no, I don't. It's not. It's not even possible. Why mm. wish something that's not even possible? Okay. You're blocking, dear. It's. Just... What do you mean? Well, she can overcome this. I cannot. <laughs> I cannot. Do you don't even understand? That's true. There are some things you are born with that are just. A part of your being, and you can't get over him. And you're, that you're giving yourself feedback with that. Uh, Do you dude. want to get over your fears? Yeah, there you go. Because you know, see, here's the thing. Obviously, you don't want to be afraid of spiders, but you can't just bibbity bobbity boop. No longer be afraid of spiders. Right. There's only one way to no longer be afraid of spiders, and that's to get into a barrel with a million spiders. And you don't <laughs> want to go through the deprogramming of it, do you? See, who thinks that would work? That would. That would just make it, that would just be your fear happening. You wouldn't get over that fear. You'd be uh, experiencing it. You don't get over a it. A guy named Batman. Hello. <laughs> is who thinks and proved it will work. I got Bruce Wayne texting me right now going, I've had it up to here. He's the one. With this woman's bad mouthing. <laughs> we who have overcome our fears. The Batman overcame his okay, fear fine. of I bats. She corrected my god, but I mean bats aren't even that scary. Whatever Batman. Unless you try it, how will you know? A man scared of a bat. Well, Come on, look please. what it did to Ozzy, man. Come on. Listen, I got to tell you. We were playing poker one night a couple years ago when a bat came into the patio and it was not good. <gasps> oh, tell me. Oh, shrieking. Well, one of the guys, huh? Shrieking. Oh, I, I there was a oh lot there was a scatter. But one of the guys in our group, one of the guys in our group is more afraid of bugs and spiders and things like that. Like 10 times more afraid than Sarah. No way. Oh, yeah. Oh, yes. What? Oh, yes. Oh, my God. Every single bug. I mean, we're outside. So, and it's nighttime. We got the lights on. So bugs are flying in. Yeah. It happens. And you live where you live where there's always There is no bug on earth that doesn't have some sort of venomous threat, according to this guy. Oh, that's a brown one. That's a look out. Yes. It's a gnat, Joel. 
Oh, it's a moth. The crier. Joel, relax. But he's convinced that every single bug that comes in has venomous capabilities. So when the bat came in, oh, God. and have you been in a room? I mean, we had the doors closed. I have garage doors that come down on the side of my patio. So we had the doors down, and he got in through one of the, one of the open doors. And when they get in, they dart. You know, they don't gracefully glide around yeah, like a hawk. Quick. There's like ding, 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 like ping, like like pinballs. Mm-hmm. They're it's it's an anxious moment, <laughs> and it's a bat, which means if he bites you, you've, it's either rabies or vampire. Yeah, nothing. Good. <laughs> it's yeah, nothing good. That's true. <laughs> and he's gonna bite you. Yeah. That's what that bat wants. He wants to bite you. You get like tangled in your hair. Yeah. For sure. What is it? He's gonna get tangled in your hair. Yeah. For sure. Right. <laughs> There's gonna be a lot of wing flapping. Yes. And what is a bat? It's a rat with wings. So it's very frightening. So getting over your fear of bats. Uh-huh. Yeah, I'd like to see you walk into a cave full of bats and go, Bruce Wayne, pussy. <laughs> you burn down a house for a for a spider. My bark is probably bigger than my bite, but can of spray paint and a zippo trying to explain to the yes Encinitas Fire Department, ma'am, what did you do? Well, there was a spider. Yes. That's what you do. You get what you can. Wasn't it a can of primer? Yes. Yeah. On my tan house, and the primer was white. And the primer got all over the house. I didn't know what it was. Right. It just it was there, so I it, grabbed it. We don't know what it was. It could have been hairspray. It could have been Raid. Yeah. It turns out it was paint, it was and it was used to try and kill the spider. <laughs> and these spiders, they always survive. They always make it. They always do. Yeah. Whether it's a hairspray... Raid. Raid seems to do the trick, but spray paint. That spider just had a new coat of paint. It was like, thanks a lot. Yeah. No, it's not a tan dot surrounded by white paint. It's great. <laughs> but uh, there's a way to get over your fear. What? That's what I'm saying. People say that. And so one girl tried it. And guess what? It, it did not help her <laughs> get over. What is that? At all. One girl. It's like, hello. I know not to do this. You should have known. Not gonna go good. Is is the is the process of conquering your fear greater than the fear of the object in the first place? Probably both, because I remember when you told me that you had a box in here with yeah. your one of your little neighbor friends, your little tarantula spiders that visit you every year. Yeah. And I rem- and I don't know why I can't. Re- oh, maybe for money or something. Just there was all I had to do was it. just have to like open the box. Yeah, there was a hundred dollars in the box. I couldn't even. I mean, I was sh- I was full on shaking. Wow. Okay. Shaking. <laughs> Go ahead. Shaking. There might have been tears. There probably was hyperventilation. I said I'd give you a hundred dollars if you'd open the box. Open, not even to hold or touch the spider, <laughs> mm-hmm. but just to open the box with a tarantula in it. Remember this box? We still have it in the office. It's great. You open the box, and a, there's a spring-loaded spider that jumps out and hits yep. you right on the hand. Yep, it's great. And did that work, David? Did that conquer any fear of mine? You got the money. Basically, ran into the door. Did not work. It was a panic attack. It was hor- horrifying. I never forgot it. So why do? Why knowingly try and put one on your hand? Mm. Oh, so it's all of it. The lead up to it, the anxiety of it, and then trying to do it. It's all bad. Fears are bad. They're very, very bad. Boyer, what's your fear is sharks. Oh, yeah. 
changed my life. I can't go into the ocean. How did it change your life? You go on the ocean all the time. I do. And if the boat ever sinks, I am going to crap myself from fear. <laughs> because even if there's just a, a playful otter happened to wander by, I will be sure in my mind that's a 12-foot great white coming to eat me. Well, how did it change your life? Because I was going to be a hang ten daddy, baby. I was going to be a oh, surfing guy, sure. picking up chicks in my uh, VW uh, Myers Manx, cruising the beach, living in Mexico, having a wonderful, uh, you know, beer and fish tacos. You were one of the beach boys. I was going to be one of the beach boys. I was going to be the next Mike Love, and in fact, what Jaws, was Mike Love going to be then? Well, he was uh, who. Gone from the group, that's for sure. Mm. But uh, yeah, changed my life. Couldn't do it. Can't be in the water. There you go. If everybody had a nose. You always say that it changed your life. It's like, I don't think you've ever been in the ocean. <laughs> uh, maybe. You might be right. There might be a valid point. There. I mean, have you ever even been east of the eight or west of the 805? That's where the ocean is, you know. I don't think I'm allowed there. Understood. Yeah. Well, because of Jaws, we're denied one of the all-time great surfers of the world. Yeah, that's Chris Boy. Isn't that a thing? Love to see that. Uh, coming up next, I need your help. I need some table manners help here. Who has? Who here has good table manners? I do, David. Oh, brother! Um, <laughs> oh, it's like sitting with a wolf at the table. I've eaten with you. No one can get near you. But I, I do wolf with the right fork. <laughs> I've got a, I've got a really ugly scenario that I have been facing a lot lately, and I want to know the proper table manners method to extract myself from this nightmare. Help me out here. Get out your Emily Post and be ready to help me next on this Thursday DSC show. You're on San Diego's home of the DSC. Just tell Alexa to play 101.5 KGB from iHeartRadio. Seven o'clock from the House of Rock that has been rocking you for 50 years. 101.5 KGB San Diego. Thursday mornings means Chris Boyer is going to lose. Boyer versus the team. <laughs> yes. And we'll have that coming up in just a little bit here for your tickets to KGB Sky Show 45 at Petco Park this December right after the holiday. Right before the break, I asked, who here has good table manners? And Neanderthal Boyer was the first one to burp up. I do. <laughs> and uh, we've all eaten with Boyer, haven't we? Yeah, yes. we have. God. I don't know. I don't know if he, what, it, does he have good table manners or not? His hands are like giant claws just <laughs> draped over the dish. Claws his, draped over the dish. That mm, This is not good manners. <laughs> is that right, Boyer? Listen, I don't uh, put my arms on the table, so I have excellent Are manners. you sure? Yes. No, I'm not, no, sure. I'm not sure. <laughs> no, in fact, I'm sure I do do that. Probably. Yeah. 
Yeah, you do have limbs draped onto the table. Yeah. Not good manners yeah, right there. Yeah, you're right about that. But everything else is yeah. exemplary. Right. It is a paragon of eating excellence. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know what that means. So here's the problem. I want you to help me out. How do you, how do you get out of this one, okay? I mean, I'm sure we all exhibit good table manners like chewing with our mouth closed, yes. things like that. Mm-hmm. You know, asking for the... If it's something's out of reach, ask for it to be, please pass the salt, something like that. Mm-hmm. But this one's bad. This one's an ugly incident, and I don't know a graceful way to get out of this, okay? Perfect. Two times in one week this has happened to me, and I need help. You're at a restaurant or maybe someone's house where you, you're, in, you're on your best behavior. You want to be presenting your best. Mm-hmm. And you take a really, really big and really, really bad bite of something. And you're not going to be able to power through it. And here's my example. We were all out for dinner the other night. And uh, everyone was excited about what everyone else had ordered. And so people were sharing bites. And my daughter said, do you want to try a bite of mine? And I got the worst fatty, gristly, gross bite of anything in my life. Oh. Yeah. I'm not a fat guy. I don't want your fat. I don't want prime rib. I don't get all excited about ribeye. Oh, yeah, ribeyes, yeah. It's like, okay, no thanks. (laughs) It's all fat. I can't stand it. I don't like it. I cut around it. It's wasted on me. I'm Jack Spratt. So I don't like a big mouthful of fat and gristle. And there have been times, sometimes you're like, I'm just going to power through this. I'm not going to think about it. I'm going to gulp it down. But I just couldn't get past this one. Mm. So there you are. You're not alone. You're in a nice place. Yes, you are. With guests. Yes. And you're all looking at each other. You're all sitting at a round table. Everyone's looking right at you. Oh, God. All right. What do you do? A gob. Oh. A gob, Chainsaw. A generous gob. Mm. In your mouth. Well, you don't introduce the napkin into the uh, in, in, into the process. Okay, because some too obvious. Do. That's too obvious. That's like throwing a flag. Everyone sees it. Everyone sees it. Everyone sees it. Everyone so knows what you're doing. And you know, when you put your napkin up, Oh. To gently blot at your mouth. No. That's one thing. But when you put the napkin up to your mouth, to yeah, no. everyone can see it. No. There's a jaw movement. There's an unhinging of your... Everyone can tell. Mm-hmm. No hiding it in the napkin. And then no. what do you do with a great five-pound gob in your napkin? Then what do you do? What? You leave that for the bus boy? Really? You do. Sarah's doing the bus boy. Leaving it to the bus boy. You do. You bury it in your napkin. Get it out of your mouth. You you, bury it in your napkin. You don't have to power through it. Wow. You bury it in your napkin. Yeah, of course you do. Everyone, Who 
chairs. You bring that napkin up and you put it around your mouth so no one has to see it. Everyone sees it. No, but no one actually sees the meat glob fatty thing coming out of your mouth. So you cover your mouth so no one actually has to see it coming out of your mouth. They know what you're doing. Whatever. They would do the same thing and they want to do the (laughs) same thing. (laughs) They want to do the same thing. You you spit that out immediately. You do not. And then what? And then you place it on your plate. On your plate? It's the middle of dinner. Place it on the side of your plate. Uh, it's the middle of dinner. That's not good manners. They, Put your napkin on the table. Napkin stays on your lap. Okay, then if you insist on keeping it on your lap, you curl it in a ball and just set it on your lap. No one's uh, looking at your lap. Oh, and then rookie. and then you you put that on your table. And yes, that's what totally those busted. those bus boys see it all. You're busted three, they four, five times, and you're here we go. Here we go. Now we're gonna, gonna now we're gonna diminish the feelings of the poor bus boy, having never been a bus boy your entire life. Not all. one second. No, have I you? never have been. Have never, you? never, never ever. Have you. No, I whatever. Never. They see it all. They do. I know this because I've never been one. Never been one. However, they're gonna discover that not in front of you. So whatever, they'll judge you. Oh my god. Not in front of your face, just in the kitchen. Wait, they clear the table. And then you're before leaving you, before you're gone. Why have a victim at all? Sometimes they this do, and sometimes they don't. This is so, easy. This I'll tell so you why easy. this see, is... I would panic and just spit it out immediately. Oh, I wouldn't oh, have time to think of an oh, easy fix. I, I want panic. you to know, I was hoping one of you was going to say this. I'll tell you why this doesn't work. I was with my Chicago family. Someone had done this. Someone had done the napkin trick. Uh-huh. It was a gob. Uh-huh. Okay? And they had tried to power through it. It was one of my little nephews, the poor bastard. <laughs> He tried to power through it, and bless his heart, he tried to do the napkin trick, okay? And so he did exactly what you said. The napkin comes up to the mouth, you get it, and then you wad it up. Well, as kids do, sometimes they got to go to the bathroom. Off he goes to the bathroom. As he's in the bathroom, the waiter comes by. Pushes in his chair, takes his napkin, and whips it out like a Toreador and on to the table with a gelatinous, gloppy thud. Lands the gob. Oh, my God. This is so easy to avoid. You keep rookies. Rookies. I'm sorry. Oh, the kid was gone, though. He didn't have to bear the shame of that, right? Are had you kidding? Away. He came back. Uh, uh, we God. all gave him crap oh, for it. Oh, God. He came back. That's... What do you think? Just by leaving, he suddenly excused from depositing the gob? Well, just having to be there and face the, the shame at that moment. From the, the flying later. gob. The flying gob. That landed, splashed down. Right in the middle of the table. The look on the waiter's face. We were almost excused from the restaurant. (laughs) The clampets are here. I can't believe that the waiter didn't check it first. I know. Boyer, again, everything with Boyer is 2020 hindsight. All right. That one. Oh, boy. That attempt (laughs) is fraught with disaster. Don't introduce the napkin (laughs) above the table. I have the process if you want to hear. But if you if we do, we do. We just okay. we want to cover we want to go through everyone's cover everything. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah. You leave that napkin on the chair. If you're at a nice restaurant, <laughs> the waiter will come by and he'll rearrange your place and he'll rearrange your napkin for you. And if he whips it out like Ooh. a Toreador, the gob will be sent into orbit. Mm-hmm. You've been caught.
very, very caught. Unless, of course, you go to Boyer's restaurant where the waiters all know to take the napkins in the back and inspect them for gobs first, which has never happened anywhere at any time, <laughs> including in Boyer's Pretend World. Just nice try. Bring out a new napkin for they, your No guests. one does this. No one does this. No one. <sighs> Don't give me any of your made-up crap today. Still my birthday month. <laughs> what is your workaround on this boy? Well, the gob. You're sitting next to your daughter and she gives you a rancid cut of meat. I think the only thing you can do is lean over and expectorate it right on her plate. Right. <laughs> oh, Jesus. She should have, have one. She should have given you something better. The Let proper me... answer is to take the eating utensil with which you place the food in your mouth, place that gob back on the utensil. Wait, you put the fork back in your mouth? Yes. And you You put an empty fork <laughs> in your mouth. Yes. And you retine the offensive merchandise. <laughs> the gob. The re-tine. gob. Yes. Re-tine. You retine yes. the offensive merchandise and pull it out and then place it on the side of your plate. Ugh. You put a chewed up gob on the side of your plate in in plain view of everybody uh, that is the correct and you answer. think you got good table manners huh? that is the correct answer uh-huh. yes but i still think it's more dramatic and effective if you hack it up on your girl's plate <laughs> right next to oh god more theatrically pleasing yeah and plus she won't do it to you again you add, he's right she offers hey would you like to try some of my eh, yes i would okay let me get you a good piece this time all right what else uh chainsaw let me hear yours well, you have your napkin draped on your lap where it should be, isn't it? Is that where it's supposed to be? Okay, it's down there on your lap. Where you put it, on your head? I know. And so, <laughs> that would be too obvious. Again, you want to be stealth. You want to, you're in a circular table. Everyone's looking around. But, you know, believe it or not, not all the time they're looking at you. Okay? So you just scan the circle, and then you just flash your hand across your mouth. Yes. With the napkin? No. Ah. Barehanded. Oof. Just, I know. You take the hit yourself. Oof. Okay? Barehanded. You barehand the gob? Just a, a, a swipe past your mouth. Like Doug Henning. Like a magician. Like a magician. Never even saw it happen. Never. Just in your hand, huh? down to the lap, roll it up into the napkin, napkin into the pocket. A minute later, excuse yourself to the bathroom, take care of it, bring it back. No one sees it. Boom. And you're walking around in the kind of clothes where you can stuff a elegant dinner napkin into your pants and no one notices that, huh? Yeah. <laughs> yeah I do. Which one of the pockets in your overalls <laughs> when you're at uh, Mr. A's? Yeah. The back one next to the bandana. The one that matches the kerchief hanging out? Yes. For all you're carrying on, I actually thought you would have a good idea. That's no. a great idea. My, I have the best the one. The dog handing. I default to Sarah. Bu- you're getting busted, and you're humiliating a bust boy. I have respect I for everyone. S- Boom, no one saw it. Boom, I take the hit myself. I wash my hands after, obviously. But I'm curious. Why the bare hand gob yes. if it's going to go into the napkin anyway? Because no one else sees it. You're doing it stealth. It's all stealth. Boom, a swipe across the mouth, they don't see it. Boom, onto the napkin in your lap, wadded up in your pocket. Boom, no one sees it. If they a do, minute later, you wa- huh? If they do see it, you're going to be judged and 
so much harder for spitting it in your bare hand than you would have just a napkin. They're going to be admired. No, you are going to be judged way hard. They're going to be disgusted. Well, that's the trick. Way more. Your arm. Look, you're going to get caught. Look, I want a spycraft. This is spycraft, folks. Uh, I, I want to text from you people on these days when you wake up and you're all insane. It's like, Dave, don't bother coming to work. We're just going to frustrate you. Come on. Yeah. Don't waste my time. Well, it's brilliant, and the people out there know it. I feel so much better. If I've got to adopt <laughs> anyone's policy, let me see if I can remember them all. Sarah is doing the tried and true gob into the napkin, wad it up, hope that the waiter won't come by and do the replacing of the napkin by f- flapping it out in front of everybody. I'm going to cross my fingers. Boyer yeah. taking the barren fork, retining the gob. And then plucking it from your mouth. And then what do you do with it? Place it on the side. Oh, then you stick it on the plate for everyone to see. Okay, that's the last thing. In fact, I could invite 10 more people from down the hall. They'll all have better ideas than that one. (laughs) That's the proper etiquette way to do it. Retining the gob. That's how they do it in Santee. That's right. (laughs) And then there's Chainsaw's weird barehanded gob, then into the napkin, then napkin in the pants, then scurrying off to the bathroom. All apparently no one notices any of this stuff. That's spycraft, folks. (laughs) (laughs) Boom. Uh, I don't like anyone's solution. (laughs) Maybe I should just power through it and just gulp it down. (laughs) I don't like any of it. I don't know what to do. Barbara, hit me with the call letters and time check. Hit me. Love yourself, KGB 101.5, in the AM. That's perfect. A plus, front of the class, summa cum laude. (laughs) Well done, Barbara. What's (laughs) going on, girl? Well, I think I have a solution to your uh, uh, gob of fat problem. Yeah, this is, I've asked for help from my crew here. (laughs) And uh, was it disturbing to hear their solutions, Barbara? Uh, Well... Not so much disturbing as well. Clearly not effective. <laughs> what about uh, what about Chris Boyer's theory, where if you've got a really bad bite of mm-hmm. something, like a real fatty, is just like, oh god, this is awful. Like I can't even try and power through this thing. Boyer <laughs> says you take the fork, you put it back in your mouth, you get the gob back on the fork, and put it on the side of your plate for everyone to see. No, that's no. Not. No, 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 no. No, No, that's probably the worst one, in my opinion. I agree. Yeah, yeah. Not surprisingly. (laughs) (laughs) Give me a way out of this thing. Okay. Well, I'd say pretend to sneeze and sneeze it into your napkin. Oh, for God's sakes. Uh, Oh, chainsaw. Sneezing at the table in a food with people. That's not conspicuous. Well, but you have the napkin over your face. Mm. It gives you a a plausible excuse to have right. vigorous movement of the napkin in front of your face if you yeah. act like yeah. you're coughing or sneezing. Hmm. I, yeah. I, I'm i siding with you on this one, Barbara. Thank you. Sorry, Chase. Yeah, I love either you, that man, or dispense that... with the napkin and just blow it across the restaurant. Well, you could do that. <laughs> just fire it, right? I could, see, I could see Boyer doing that. Thank you, Barbara. <laughs> Thank you. Have a great day. And I love your show. I believe it is Omar who has written to us. Oh. And oh. says, Dave, the only correct way... <laughs> Is to invite your wife over for a kiss. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> no, 
no. Open wide. No. Give me a kiss, honey. I love you so much. And then you just deposit in her mouth, and it's no longer your problem. That's <laughs> it. <laughs> Poor Mrs. Omar. A little transfer of the... Whoops. It's like tag. Ew, ew, ew. And, and, and you must say at that point, no tag backs. Oh, my God. So now mother has to reach over for a French kiss to the son and transfer the gob clockwise around the table. I feel like that's exactly how that family would do it. No tag backs. <laughs> it's a new game called Pass the Gob. <laughs> We've all been there, right? Oh, yes. Yes. Have you ever done the thing where you get the gob in the napkin and then you shake it out on the floor? No. Yeah. Because you don't want the busboy to be surprised by the gob in the napkin. Well, I guess if you do it close enough to your foot, you just kick it under the table so it's totally gone. just want him to slip on it. Once it hits the table floor, that's no man's land. Yeah. It's gone. Yeah. That's why you need to have a dog with you when you eat. So you can just palm it and give it to the dog. Uh, it's, it's a great <laughs> rescue, isn't it? It sure is. Yeah, shake it out on the floor like that. Mm. It's nothing good. There's no good way to do this. I do like Barbara's way where you act like you're coughing or sneezing or something. But y'all, chainsaw's shaking me off. Yeah, again. You know, no, sneeze like and cough at a dinner table. But that that well, so sparks my. If you're choking, you're acting like you're choking, then you got to get it out. So if you're coughing, choke. Perfect. Yeah. Perfect. That's, Remember, that's that's a good way. Yeah. This happened to my wife <laughs> when we were on our honeymoon in France, and she took a big bite of guts. Because that's what they were serving that night in France. Hey, come have some of our three-star Michelin guts. She foolishly thought, well, it's on the plate. It must be good. And I'm like, are you kidding? And she took a bite of the mystery thing. And it was, in the look on her face, the instant shock and regret. I think it was a kidney. Oh, God, get it out. Gallbladder. Get it out. It was one of the guts. It was one of the vital organs of a Ah, pigeon. Juicy. And that's how you get three stars. Yeah. By serving up guts. And so she grabbed a baguette, tore it in half, hollowed it out, <laughs> stuffed the gob inside the baguette, oh, and wild. then plugged it again. That's pretty brilliant. She wins at life. That's Except they don't reserve that, that baguette to the next. It's beautiful. But that was the concern. We wondered. It's like, you know, the poor busboy brings his plate back, and they're like, oh, hey, there's a fresh baguette. <laughs> oh. Mm, you get a half chewed. Mm. Mm. She didn't care. That gob had to get out. It's worth the risk. She hit it in a baguette. Good girl. And compliments to her for being able to uh, hold the load while she was able to bisect and dig out the baguette. I'll be sure and deliver that exact compliment as soon as I get home. Compliments on holding the load, honey. Hold the load. Wasn't that a hit song by Toto? I think so. Hmm. Chainsaw is going to talk about sports next. I hope you watched this game last night. And if you did, you're probably 10 years closer to your grave because it was an anxiety attack. But it was worth it. Yes. Yes, we have vindication at Chavez Ravine, a presidential history lesson, and a double secret probation. It's going to be great.
with the chainsaw. It's all happy news coming up next year on the DSC radio show. The home of the DSC 1015. KGB. Email to the show. It's DSC something, something, something. I don't really know how it happens. At 101kgb.com. It'll get here on my computer. <laughs> Dear Dave, Tining the Gob needs to be the name of your new band. <laughs> Thank you, Kathy. Shall I make a note of it? Um, let me see what else do I have here. Johnny, Johnny Nevada says, Dave, Barehand the Gob needs to be the name of your new band. There seems to be too much indecision on yeah, what the name of the new okay. band should be. Wouldn't we, wouldn't we have to agree that what Emily Post Miss Manners says is the right thing to do. Yeah. When you've got the big, gigantic, fatty gob of food in your mouth, you got to get rid of. We usually default yeah. to her. Almost word for word. She says to do what Boyer said to do. Thank you. No. Thank you. Virtually Freaking word for Freaking. word, including the part where you stab the gob with your fork and deposit it on the side of no. your plate yes. for everyone to yes. see. Yes. Get her out of there. Get her out of there. Emily Post is a whore. (laughs) (laughs) I think Omar had the best idea. Lean over, French kiss your wife, pass the gob. It's her new fun family dinner trick. Pass the gob. No tag backs. Here's the Chase on Talking Sports on the KGB. Good morning. Uh, Good morning and thank you, David. And hello again, everybody in the sports world. The days of the snake bit Padres are dead. Back in game one of the 98 World Series, our Mike Langston threw a perfect strike three to the Yankees' Tino Martinez, but the umpire called it a ball. Martinez hit a grand slam on the next pitch, and the Yankees' four-game sweep was on. Well, last night, Hugh Darvish placed a curve right in the strike zone for strike three, but the umpire called it a ball. Max Muncy sent the next pitch over the wall for a 2-1 to Dodgers lead in game two of this best-of-five divisional playoff. But that did not stop the Padres this time. Manny Machado, whose solo shot broke the ice in the first, later doubled home Kim to tie it 2-2. The teams would trade runs to make it 3-3. Profar singled in the go-ahead, and Cronenworth put a stamp on it. In the air to right. Wookie Betts turns around and watches that go for Cronenworth. And the Padres extend the lead in the eighth. It's 5-3. Five to three would be your final, just like game one, five three, except the good guys had the five this time. This series is even one one with games three and four now at Petco Friday and Saturday nights. In yesterday's other game, the Braves shut out the Phillies three zip to tie that series one one. We want the Phillies to win that series. Because if the Padres beat the Dodgers and the Phillies beat the Braves, the Padres would have home field advantage in the National League Championship Series, hosting games one and two, and then six and seven if necessary at Petco. The only team, the Phillies, against whom we would have that advantage. It was almost interesting. It was totally interesting. <laughs> Today will be just the American League Series in action. At 12.30, we'll have Seattle at Houston. Astros lead one zip. At 4.30, we'll have Cleveland at New York. Yankees lead one zip. We have Thursday night football because it's Thursday. Hey! One and four Washington visits two and three Chicago. Washington visiting Chicago. And sports fans, I know you are students of history, but you may be shocked to learn during his entire career, from the cherry tree to the Revolutionary War into his presidency, 
Washington never visited Chicago. That injustice will be corrected tonight. That's the stupidest thing I've ever heard. Washington hmm. at Chicago, 5.15 kickoff our time tonight on Prime. Meanwhile, in the rash at all that, when you become president, do you think they tell you all the secrets right away? Or do you have to slowly earn them with good behavior? I would think it would have to be that. They can't splooge them on you all at once. It'll blow your mind. You know? The minute you're sworn in, some CIA grunt pulls you into a dark alley. All right, come here. You never heard this. We have two UFOs in a warehouse, and we put JFK's brain in a monkey. You laugh, I put nothing past those people. I'm sure somewhere in the basement of CIA headquarters there's some sealed off room. As soon as I finish eating these berries, maybe I'll go swing on that tire. Ash not what your country can do for you. A couple of guys bringing on a female monkey in a yellow Marilyn Monroe wig. <laughs> Go get him, champ. Show. Still in school. <laughs> I hurl my feces at the wall because it's there. Skipball Association. <laughs> the Golden State Warriors are not going to suspend Draymond Green for punching a teammate at practice, uh, but after hearing Coach Steve Kerr talk about it, it sounds like Draymond is on double secret probation. Here's the coach. But I do know this. What? I will be the head coach of the DSC. Mm. That cookie, though, okay. man, he's going to need a lot of work. Have you heard his sports reporting? Okay. Horrible. Okay. Why did they even yeah. sign that okay. guy? Okay. okay, yeah, all right. That's the wrong sound bite. Here's Steve <laughs> Kerr talking about Draymond. It's never easy. Uh -huh. No matter what decision you make in uh -huh. a situation like this, sure. it's not going to be perfect. Uh -huh. uh, this is the biggest crisis uh -huh. that we've ever had. Oh. Um, since I've been coach here. Okay. It's really serious stuff. Okay. When exactly is Steve Kerr becoming our program director? Maybe I can beat him to the punch, uh, so to speak. Oh, you get the okay. Hell out of here. All right. Okay. <laughs> I'll take my cue. In other sports, David. Dear Dave, I was at Dodger Stadium last night to watch the Padres beat the Blue Scourge, that mm. is the Dodgers. After the goose landed in the outfield, I was ushered away. I was a little hungry, and the goose was. Ushered away, I was a little hungry. I went to the concession stand, and I was shocked to see that they had a secret menu that included the biggest wings, the biggest chicken wings I had ever seen. <laughs> they were so big, they only sold you two. And I was told I got lucky because these were the only pair they had left in the stadium, and boy, they were so fresh. While I was sucking my teeth of the last remnants of the delicious wings, I thought I really hope they find a good home for Dodgy the Playoff Goose. Take so, mm. these broken wings KGPFM Sports Network. Oh my! Take these broken wings. DSC Mornings. Classic rock all day. 1015. Yes! Hi, Ashley. Hi. What's going on, girl? I'm dropping my kid off at school. What grade? She's in eighth grade. Mm. Does she let you drop her off at school, or do you have to drop her off like a block away from school? Mom. 
today we're just sitting here playing um, this game. So yeah, she gonna help you out? Of course. What's her name? What's your name? What? Yes, Serenity. 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 She's an eighth grader. Yes. Can I can I say hi? Hi. Hey, how you doing, dear? Good. How are you? I'm all right. What's uh? What's the plan for today? What's going to be a good grade for you today? What subject do you like? Uh, I don't know. It's not like math. Math is cool. Yeah, you no, like math, math cool. huh? A smart girl, huh? Math is mm-hmm. cool. Mm-hmm. All right. Very good. I'm jealous of people who know how to do math. I was no good at it. Hmm? Are you a good student? I think. Okay. I have 11 honor rolls. Oh, very good. I never saw that. Those papers never came home with me. C's get degrees is what they say in my house. <laughs> um, how's mother today? How's her mood? I'm good. I'm good. I'm ready to win. Oh, some, uh... we're back with Ashley. Okay, very good. All right. <laughs> very good. Uh, how about you and Serenity coming out to KGB Sky Show 45? We need a bunch of pretty girls dressing up Petco Park after the Holiday Bowl on December 28th, and we would like to have Serenity and Ashley coming out and joining us, okay? Okay. All right, dear. You know, uh, your job here is to listen to the team versus Chris Boyer. They're both going to take an attempt at answering a particular question. You'll have to decide who got it right. Was it the team? Was it Chris Boyer? And uh, as always, you might decide no one got it right. Hey, Chris Boyer always gets it right. Oh, all right, Ashley. Ashley. You're very sweet. Oh, all right. We have uh, <sighs> Ashley is Team Chris Boyer. Okay, that's fine. Let's hear what the score is currently on Chris Boyer versus. The- we adjusted the score last week because it got a little out of hand. It took about ten minutes to give the score. Yes. So let's hear the updated score for late 2022. I'm having a slight panic attack. So I'm looking at this like, oh my god, did I update it right or did I really? I did, and we're totally winning. Because I have Boyer and Neither tied for last place. And the, the team is in first place with 201 points. Right. So that is right. So right. we are totally winning this thing. Right. Okay, perfect. Boyer and Neither last. have zero points. Zero. All right, Ashley, what do you think? How many points should we play for today? Uh, 1.5 million. Oh, here we go. All right. All right. Climbing Gazillion. right back. What is How much? Gazillion. 1.5 gazillion points. <laughs> okay. All right. And the climb to insanity begins again. All right, Ashley. Stand by. You and Serenity are going to have to make a decision here in just a second, okay? Okay. And uh, good luck. I want you to go to Sky. Have you ever, You've been to a Sky show, did you say? Uh, um, no, we've watched it from the Home Depot parking lot the last time. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right. We haven't been. Yeah. All right. Well, I want you in the stadium for this one. Here are the categories on Chris Boyer versus the team, where I will present you with a question, and Chris Boyer, by himself, single-handedly, will outwit the team because he's smarter than everybody and everybody put together. Isn't that so? That's right, David, especially when you put them together because there is a collective stupidification that happens. When people work together, they wind up sinking the lifeboat of dumb. Mm. Blah, 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 blah. <laughs> Categories available to us today are money, lifesavers, you're fired, the stilt, the Olympics, and Australia. What is this? 
stilt you think changed? The stilt it is. Oh. <laughs> the stilt what it is. Goodies, I want to know what is it. You're going to find out right now because the team has selected the stilt as the category for today. All right. I will ask you the question. Hopefully, you'll give me an answer before timing out and disqualifying yourself. Chris Boyer will go second. He must work alone. And he must give me a different answer than you. Even if he knows that you gave the right answer, he must then fashion one that sounds reasonable enough for Ashley and Serenity to choose it. Here we go with the category, the stilt. When Wilt Chamberlain shot his famous 100-point game, he fired his free throws underhanded, granny style. And then afterwards, he switched back to overhanded and stayed with it, even though his success rate went way down. Why? Why did he switch? Here's the question again. Will Chamberlain shot his famous 100-point game. His free throws he fired underhanded, granny style. After that, he switched back to overhanded, even though his success rate went way down. Why did he switch? Because he thought it was unmasculine. Okay, because I got nothing. I am defaulting to you 100%. No pressure. 100%. I'm not 100% sure, but I'm, you know, I've, I've heard that said before. And really? Shaq, Shaq refused to do the underhanded because it was unmasculine. And okay. I think that's why Wilt went back to the overhand because making 28 out of 32 free throws in that 100 point game wasn't good enough for him. He wanted to be macho, so he shot it overhand. Okay. So then they get, it was unmasculine. So it was unmasculine. Okay. I like you um, because it was unmasculine. <laughs> Because it was unmasculine. Yeah, finally. she likes you. <laughs> I like it. I like, I like that you get back that up. Chris Boyer? Yes. Did they get it right? <laughs> they did not. They didn't get it right? No. Wow, that sounded right to me. All right, let's try this again here. You remember Wilt Chamberlain? Yes. He had a 100-point game. And uh, when he did his free throws, he threw them underhanded, granny style. After that, he switched back to overhanded. And even though he stunk at that... He stayed with it overhanded. Why? Team said, because it looked dumb. Yeah. It's not why. Okay. Because he wanted to get the logo for the uh, basketball manufacturer in the the photographer's shot. You could not get that logo if he was lifting it up low. So he always did the product placement with the uh, manufacturer's name right there on the ball up high. So it was in the shot. It was a photographically so more pleasing. So fire off an alarm when he's done Give me his answer, okay? Photographically more pleasing, David. Final answer. <laughs> well, there you go, Ashley. It's always Chris Boyer. Team Boyer all the way. <laughs> hmm. And then your loyalty was questioned, wasn't it? What do you think, Ashley? Chris Boyer. You think Chris Boyer has it right? Yes. Let me talk to Serenity. <laughs> <laughs> Not a good name for her right now. Serenity. <laughs> so, I don't know anything about sports. However, Chris Boyer sounds more like 
it just makes sense, you know. You think Boyers makes sense? The team yeah. says the team says that this basketball player stopped shooting underhand because he thought it looked stupid. I mean, it probably did, but that's besides, that's besides the point. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. The, the, the thing is, is that Chris Boyer is always right. I mean, I do. Okay. I want you to look at your mom right now and say something to her. Say, Mom. I want you to say, you to say Mom, we have to go to HolidayBowl.com to get our tickets today. We did not win. Tickets today. Should have gone with the team because the team had it right. Yes, they did. Winner, 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 winner. Team had it right all the way. (laughs) Me too. Will Chamberlain was shooting free throws underhanded, granny style, and had pretty good success rate with it. After his 100-point game, he returned to shooting them overhanded because he thought it looked silly. Even though his numbers went way down, he didn't care. And that is the answer. So it looks like I got a spare pair of tickets giveaway for Sky Show. I'll figure out how to do that coming up next year. The home of the DSC 1015. Those guys. Big part of 50 years of rocking you here on 1015 KGB San Diego, the home of KGB Sky Show 45. Tried my best to convince Ashley and Serenity. They should rethink their uh, choice on Chris Boyer versus the team, but they had that blind loyalty to you, Chris Boyer. It's uh, impressive, and I'm grateful, and I'm also sorry that they lost out on the tickets. They sure did. They hitched their wagon to your star, and your star got sucked into the black hole of wrongness. (laughs) Sure did. Team had it right today. You're amazing. You're amazing. You are. Yeah, right. We'll give away some Sky Show tickets in just a little bit here for the Wednesday, December 28th Holiday Bowl. Brought to you by SDCCU and the KGB Sky Show. It's back. Now teamed up with the Holiday Bowl, Petco Park. It's going to be a blast. How awesome is that? By the way, new tricks are going to be employed in this year's Sky Show. We're calling it Sky Show 2.0. What's that? Can't wait. Yeah, it's going to be great. Great. How many cabinet positions does the White House have? Do you know? Like Secretary of State and Secretary of Defense. I don't know how many they are. Seems like they'll keep adding them to them. Adam. I think they're probably uh, hundreds would be my guess. Really? Really? Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Uh, I thought there were only like maybe 10 or 12. I didn't yeah. know there were hundreds. That would be my guess. That's oh, okay. Really? All right. Well, maybe he's right. Can we add Secretary of what he really meant to say? <laughs> yeah. Because everything that the president says is usually followed up by someone, here's what he meant. Uh, Because yesterday at some big event in Colorado, the president declared that his son, Bo, lost his life in Iraq. What? And Bo, of course, did not die until six years after he was deployed to Iraq. Uh. But uh, there's a little bit of stolen valor. There's a wisp of stolen valor going on here where the president is now declaring that his son 
died on the battlefield in Iraq, and that did not happen. His son most certainly did serve the United States military, and uh, most agree that his brain cancer was a result of the burn pits that he encountered, but he did okay. not die on the battlefield right. in Iraq. It was right. six years after. Okay, maybe as a, a delayed result of. Or in other words, the you. secretary of what he meant to say. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I could use one of those, too. <laughs> what do you mean? 24 members of the president's cabinet. What happened to hundreds? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> what I meant to say was, David. It's not that big of a room. I don't know if you've ever seen that cabinet billion. meeting room. There. Hundreds? <laughs> huh. What I meant to say. There are how many? Uh, this is 24 Jack members. Bowen. There we go, finally. I'm like, what the hell? Come on, buddy. All right. Uh, Florida mom was given a ticket in front of her kid's school. Did you guys hear about this? No. No. I sympathize with parents who daily have to deal with the kid pickup zone. I don't know if they've built a school or formulated a pickup or drop-off zone yet that doesn't make parents insane. Mm-hmm. No. You know? There's a reason parents gather in the far back corner of the parking lot and get high every day. <laughs> the safety meetings, uh-huh. Used to be the safety meetings. Sketchy kids at the bus turnaround smoking cigarettes. Now it's the parents back there. Parents all getting high in the car. Um, that drop-off and pickup zone is difficult. It seems like no matter what idea you have to make dropping off your kid or picking up your kid easy... They just don't go for it. No, you got to follow our rules. It's like, okay, it's not going to go well. Well, this mom was given a ticket right in front of school because she was breaking the school zone pickup rules. And so she did the only logical thing. She threatened to blow the school up. Oh, good. Wow. Well, what choice did she have? None. Thank you. Dismissed. Tiffany Marie, all, Tiffany. all one, all one word. Tiffany, Tiffany Marie, no oh, space, girl. no space between Tiffany Marie. Tiffany Marie, Perozzi, hey, <laughs> Tiffany Marie Perozzi <laughs> was told she would have to make other arrangements now to pick up her child from the school, which Tiffany Marie did not take too kindly to. She tossed the trespass warning ticket out of her car window. That's classic. Ooh, girl. You know, when you got a palm all dangling off your lips and you wad up that traffic ticket and you throw it out your car windows. Hey. <laughs> she then proceeded to call the school principal and threatened to beat her ass. Oh, Tiffany Marie. Did you ever do that? Did you ever call up your kid's principal and threaten to beat their ass? Not yet, David. <laughs> When the threats against the principal proved futile, she called 911. She called the police emergency line and said, quote, I need someone to meet me at the school, and if someone doesn't help me get my child, I will blow this bitch up. What she it? called the police yeah. to let them know she was going to blow up the school, which is very considerate. Yeah, it is. Because, the man. because in Florida, this is Florida, not New York City, and somehow the cops were able to detect a threat from this woman, and they took her straight to jail where they held her for two days. None of this New York City nonsense. We can't figure out what's wrong with holding up a McDonald's with a hatchet. You're free to go. Mm. 
This woman went to jail for two days, and she will be back for her court date <laughs> next month. Oh, Tiffany Marie. Tiffany Marie is going to jail. Ooh, all those moms got something good to talk about now. Oh, that pickup zone, that drop-off. It's a nightmare. I feel for you, parents. <laughs> Stay with us. Let us entertain you. Let us take all your troubles away. In fact, Chainsaw's going to be on the radio next. And you know what? He's got nothing but good news. Right. All good. What are we doing? Well, you can reserve your spot on the Victory Parade route anytime. We have exclusive (laughs) health news. Yes. And uh, Thursday night football as well. All right. Oh, that's right. It's Thursday night. We got football. Yeah. Excellent. Yeah, you got a you got a night off in the National League tonight. That's right. So you can focus your attention on football. This is the DSC. 101.5. I want you to know I respected my sports superstition last night. I was watching the Pod, uh, Padres and the Dodgers, and any time I felt like I'd been watching too long and my watching might have been detrimental to the game, I switched away, which took a lot because. I had to switch back to Andy Griffith, and they're the new color versions, which I hate. I hate the new color versions. Opie is old. He's a surly teenager. I mean, the only redeeming quality is Floyd is completely off his rocker. (laughs) Oh, that's right, Andy. Oh, that's right. Calvin Coolidge was a good president. I respected my sports superstition, and therefore I think I did my part in bringing you this good news this morning with the Chainsaw on the KGB. Good morning. You did, and thank you, David. Thank you, David. And hello again, everybody, in the sports world. (laughs) These ain't your old snake-bit Padres. Last night at Dodger Stadium, they overcame the umpire missing a called third strike that was followed by a Dodger homer, a duck flying onto the field and playing the shift. Announcers acting shocked when the Padres took a lead, but even they had to take notice when. After Manny and Profar and Darvish had set the tone, the crone zone came to Dodger Stadium. In the air to right, Mookie Betts turns around and launches that goal for Cronenworth. Yeah! And the Padres extend the lead in the eighth. It's 5-3. Yeah, I should say Dodger Stadium turned into the crone zone. 5-3 would be your final, just like game one, 5-3, except this time the Padres had the five. This series is even 1-1. With Game 3 Friday at Petco Park, first pitch 5.37, our time. Then Game 4 Saturday at 6.37 at Petco Park, giving the Padres a chance to win this series at home and prevent a Game 5 at Dodger Stadium Sunday. How do you like that there? They're your superstitious people. Will you shut up? Oh, I know. That's right. You're, you're superstitious. <laughs> one game at a time. That's the rule. One game at a time. Don't think ahead. Don't think. Okay. Today... Only the American League series is, is will play. At 12.30, we'll have Seattle at Houston. Uh, Astros lead that one one zip. At 4.30, we have Cleveland at New York. Uh, Yankees lead one zip. And we have Thursday night football. We have one and four Washington visiting two and three Chicago. Uh, well, okay, kind of a dud. Maybe a good night to catch up on that Jeffrey Dahmer series. <laughs> it's in Chicago, too, and... Might be more entertaining. That's sick. I know. (laughs) Okay, then how about some health news then, all right? Experts say omega-3. You've heard of that, right? Omega-3 can boost cognitive abilities, which is nice. My problem is 
I haven't seen Omega-1 or Omega-2. How can I have cognitive ability if I'm completely lost following the storyline in Omega-3 when I, I don't even know the characters? This just doesn't make sense, okay? Well, no kidding. In more research news, scientists have successfully transplanted human brain tissue into rats. Hmm. I already thought we had those. They're called lawyers. <laughs> Your Honor, I'll object to that. I will draw the question. <laughs> Meanwhile, in the rash at all that, Take a minute right now and ask yourself, what do you really know about Jared Coleman? Fact. Jared Coleman supports an increase in property tax. He says he doesn't care if property tax triples because he hasn't paid it in over 10 years. Fact. Jared Coleman doesn't care about our children and would like to see an end to school meal programs. Quote, if kids come to school hungry, let them eat paste like we did. <laughs> Fact. Jared Coleman says if he were in charge, only landowners would have the right to vote. In fact, Coleman says he has a plan to make landowner voting a reality following his militia-backed takeover of the federal government. Now ask yourself, are we going to let Jared Coleman represent us? Not likely, because Jared Coleman is not running for political office. He's my next-door neighbor, and I just don't like him. Jared Coleman, he's my neighbor, and I don't like him. Paid for by people who just don't like a guy named Jared Coleman. Skidball Association. <laughs> okay, all right. That's weird, man. I know, I know, I like it. Uh, like the way courtship used to be, with maybe six or seven sessions of above-the-clothes Heavy petting before the wedding. The preseason is almost over. But next Tuesday, the NBA will consummate its relationship ah. with opening night of the regular season. Yes, 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 yes. yes. I'll have what she's having. The Lakers play the Clippers on opening night in other sports, David. Not surprisingly, and yet still regretfully, Troy Aikman now is on the apology tour. Uh-oh, what'd he do? You know what he did. Oh, yeah, that's You funny. know exactly what I he did. Do. This stupid little throwaway comment that we all agree with. You know, he was disgusted and fed up with another flag on the play just because a quarterback got tackled. And uh, I think his commentary on that game was, why don't we all take off our dresses? Something like that. Yeah, yeah. Take off the dresses. After another contentious roughing the passer call, he says, my comments were dumb. I shouldn't have made them. Poor Troy Oakman has to go around. Today he was on a radio appearance on 96.7, the ticket. Yeah. I like the sports radio station name. The fan, the ticket. How about you get a real name for a sports radio station? 96.5, the $20 beer. Ah, now you're talking. <laughs> he says, they're dumb comments. I shouldn't have made them. Just dumb remarks on my part. Is that... Who's offended by that? People who wear a dress. I mean, you always hear yeah. someone was offended by it. It's like, I dare you to be the ninny who stands up and says, me, I was offended. No one will have the guts to stand Come up and on. say it was me. You always hear someone's offended. It's like, who? Stand up and say it was me. I was offended. Just Do me. it, and then we'll beat you up. <laughs> Only if you take off your dress. My hope is the competition committee looks at this in the next set of meetings and, you know, we take the dresses off. Mm, well, that's not a bad idea. Oh, my. 
KSC. KGB. You know, this Nicholas Cruz who killed all those kids in Florida at Marjorie Stoneman Douglas High School. His sentencing is today. The jury is deciding what will become of him. And people are outraged at their decision. We'll tell you about that coming up in the Half Bay Crackpot News. What else will be discussed? You'll find out. In just minutes, there'll be a news quiz. What's the matter? This music. Oh, I know. Something spooky. Well, I'm talking about Halloween. Ooh. A couple times this week, we've touched on the subject that people are really upset that some people are going as um, Jeffrey Dahmer for Halloween. I suspect the Jeffrey Dahmer popularity is because of the TV series that's on right now. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's not like Jeffrey Dahmer is news. Right. Isn't this is a 20-year-old thing? Oh, if not more, it's trending now because of this series. Yes. So the popularity is back, and people have decided, hey, that'll be my Halloween costume. I'm going as Jeffrey Dahmer. And people are outraged by this, and other people just don't care. And I'm wondering, what do you do with a crybaby? What do you do with a crybaby? In a general sense, or yeah, in a general sense, what do you do with a crybaby? Well, like, like people who are crying over Troy Aikman saying, "Ah, eh, we got to take off our dresses and be a football team." What do you do with a crybaby? I know the answer, but I'm wondering if you do. You ignore them. You know, you don't give them the attention that they're looking for. They certainly are getting it now, aren't they? Yes. Mm-hmm. Can't you just do what you want to do anyways, and almost do it? to spite them that's not happening we are reacting to crybabies and giving them their way i believe the proper treatment to a crybaby is to give them something to cry about <laughs> oh well, that's right oh i forgot dad isn't that what our parents taught yeah, us i'll give you something yeah, to cry about yes yep. who here has not heard that <laughs> Crying your eyes out, and yeah. someone just sneers down their nose at you. You sniffing a little pain in the ass. I'll give you something to cry about. Yeah, Absolutely. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It usually involves some swift, vindictive pain. Yeah. There. Something to cry about. Backhand in the temple. That was uh, fun. We've got a crybaby writer at BuzzFeed who does not limit her histrionics to Jeffrey Dahmer. She has quite a long list of things that you must not dress up for as Halloween. Otherwise, it will hurt her feelings so dreadfully, and she's 100% serious about oh, this. God. Yes, your disgust is proper. <laughs> but tell me if you agree with any of these, all right? Okay. First of all, I am curious. What about the. Let's go with the big one right now. Are you going to be offended, or do you agree that no one should dress up as Jeffrey Dahmer for Halloween? I, I'm not. I'm not in favor of like outlawing it, banning it, right, or anything. Right. I think it all follows falls under the free speech banner. Yeah, I, I do too. I wouldn't want my kid doing it. You know, I would steer them away from that. But I'm not going to make a case out of it or, or make a big objection. I'm if a little gonna... Jeffrey Dahmer shows up at your house, <laughs> right? This Halloween chainsaw. Yep. Will you feed him uh, two? Full-size boo-boo-loo-boos, as you have promised to, low these past few years at your home in Santee. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> it's the double-down Dahmer. 
<laughs> yes, I would. I, I would not discriminate uh, uh, doling out candy, even if I personally objected to some of the uh, costumes. No, I'd keep that to myself. It's expected. Right. It is what you expect on Halloween. Right. Mm-hmm. All this stuff. Mm-hmm. All right, here are the things that she says are going to make her cry. If you dress up as the queen, no matter how you feel about her, it's just too soon. What was that, Chainsaw? Oh, God. Yeah, yeah. Please don't go as the COVID germ. Just don't. Let's not go as the vaccine either. I get the urge to go as an anti-vaxxer. I really do. They're scary. But please don't joke about things like this that have caused death. Please don't go as anything related to monkeypox. Don't go as any kind of a plague doctor. This goes for all years, but I have to mention it again because somehow it's still happening. Don't go as a race. Like, don't go as a racist caricature, like, of, say, for example, a Mexican person, unless, of course, you're Mexican. Okay, no race crossing. I, I agree with that. Don't go as it. You agree with it. So you can't dress up like as an Indian chief. Uh, not today. Oh, boy. Now see. Cry baby. I know. Now I'm a what cry a baby. What a cry baby. I was thinking more of the blackface and all that stuff that's just uh, just obviously wrong by anybody. But yeah, I get, uh, yeah I'm a cry baby now. Summer dressed up as Jasmine last year. With yeah, like a, she's an with East like Indian. A black wig and everything. That's an East Indian. She in trouble. That's a race cross right, right there. Because mm-hmm. we're making Chainsaw cry. Can you stop a, that, please? We're unable to it's make summer, a that's what she does. Of an, an homage instead of just a, a, a some sort of malice or anything like. If it's an homage, there's nothing wrong with that. I don't think. But we we as humans can't tell the difference I anymore. I do too right now because I'm talking and I hate my voice. <laughs> That's um, it's a little harsh, but 100% correct. <laughs> it's funny she says, uh, this should go without saying, but you should probably stay away from going as a character outside your race. And she shows a picture of Julianne Huff, who one time dressed up like buckwheat or something like that in blackface. And yet I know this writer if Julianne Hoff called her up and said, hey, I'd like to sit down and do a one-on-one interview, she'd drop everything yeah. and fly off and sit down and interview her. Of course. Two-faced crybaby pain in the ass dress-wearing <laughs> dickhead. <laughs> Next up, after all that's come out about Playboy this year, I'd stay away from going as a Playboy bunny. Mm-mm, that's just too tasteless. Wow, she's probably a horrible-looking beast, so yes, please don't go as a Playboy bunny. I'd like to see you go as a Playboy bunny. <laughs> Spoiler. Please don't go as anything related to the Will Smith Oscars slap. It's too soon and too hurtful. That'd be a great couple's costume. To who? Chris Rock? Do not, I repeat, do not go as Johnny Depp and Amber Heard. Okay, come on. There's going to be Amber Turds on every party (laughs) you're going to come into this year. Please don't go as a Handmaid's Tales costume that's a little too close to home right now. In what way? What, are we living in Salem in the 15th century? What does that even mean? How's it too close to home? Stay away from politicians like Ted Cruz and Mitch McConnell. Well, that shoots me down. I was going as my usual (laughs) Mitch McConnell costume that I rent every year. Oh, nice. A sexy Mm -hmm. Mitch McConnell? I always call a party scene and I say, do you have any Mitch McConnells left? (laughs) They say, well, we've only got 400 left. You better hurry on over here. 
the Mitch McConnell. <laughs> and do not, under any circumstances, I say, do not go as Donald Trump this year. Or Putin. Stay away from dressing up as a police officer, to be honest. Oh, my God. I mean, it just doesn't stop with this crybaby. You can't dress up as a... Don't definitely stay away from dressing up as a slutty SWAT team girl. Do not go as anything with the word slave in it. This includes off-brand I Dream of Genie costumes. Slavery is verboten. Do not go as any kind of sexualized children's costume. Like, don't be a slutty minion. <laughs> Those are the cutest. What? <laughs> and finally, she says, finally... Can we finally retire the sexy schoolgirl outfit? Like, please, can we please do this? Oh, oh my God. Did you ever dogpile? Literally dogpile on <laughs> yes, yes. We used to. Yes. We used to all the time. Somebody's pissing us off. And we, yeah. would just, we would all just jump yeah. on them. Yeah. And our attempt was to crush the life out of them with our body weight. And this is what I want to do with this crybaby right now. Big, big. Just wondering, with all this uh, Jeffrey Dahmer talk, if it would be a good time to sell or uh, put it up for auction. I have a Jeffrey Dahmer rookie card. It came out in like <laughs> After his first murder, that's is what it, it was. Is it pristine? I mean, what's, well, it, what's it, this? It, it came out in like 1990, and it's a serial killer card. Is that, that right? You know, like, yeah, golf cards, boxing cards. And it's, it's got, like, I don't know, 150 different serial killers. It's got a lot of chicks in it that, you know, poisoned kids or or suffocated them. Or, uh... You know, the funny thing about these, uh, the people who are really upset about the serial killer costumes for Halloween are mostly women. And yet it's women who drive these podcasts and these TV shows about mass murderers. The women just can't get enough of it. Totally. And watch this stuff nonstop. My kids are paranoid. And my kids aren't kids. They're grown women. And they both have significant fear that, you know, murder is a real thing that you got to live with these days. Someone's sneaking around your house in the middle of the night ready to plunge a knife in the top of your head because they listen to so much murder podcast. And they're, they're truly fearful in their lives and we're like you gotta stop feeding your fear with all these podcasts that you listen to and it's the same thing with these people who are objecting to the the mass murderers it's like well then stop making it such an industry stop giving it so much attention all the time mm-hmm. how long has jeffrey dahmer been out of the picture yet there's enough interest in it for these networks to make a tv show and people can't get enough of it mm-hmm. uh dear dave I believe I have heard every single Chris Boyer versus the team. Oh, talk about a mass murder. And he is still insisting he doesn't need Bromo's help. Really? How about phone a friend, a Ouija board, something, anything? Yeah, what are we going to have to do? Are we going to have to force help on you? Well, if you want uh, Bromowitz to help, add him to the team. That would be a great gift. No, I'm talking about you. No. No, thank you. This uh, experiment must stand. We cannot alter the experiment uh, in process. What kind of an experiment do you fancy Chris Boyer versus the team? Is it a science experiment? Is it What is it? It is uh, science and it's art and um, it's a little bit of uh, religion. The God-given talent that I have is uh, going to shine through and the Almighty will be glorified in my victory. I just got a text from God saying, leave my name out of it. Get my name out of your mouth. You don't believe in me anyway. 
all of those subjects you talked about, religion, science, and art, they all collaborate. They all depend on their friends and associates to help them with their projects. You need help. All right, let's try it. Too late. What? Too late. (laughs) Just like that. The offer was withdrawn. Wow. To the second. (laughs) What's coming up in our half-day crackpot news next? I believe we have a news quiz and... Are, did we move the Sky Show 45 tickets into the news quiz or no? What happened? You can totally do that. Absolutely. We still have a pair to give away, so why not? I like it. Sky Show 45 tickets will be the prize on the news quiz. And, of course, they aren't just tickets to get in and see the Sky Show. They're also Holiday Bowl tickets, aren't they? you got to see the game first. The whole thing. Yeah. You're going to see the matchup between the Pac-12 and the something or other. ACC. And that's going to be at the SDCCU Bowl. As if you don't have enough consonants and vowels. That's right. Exactly. And <laughs> you're like, the SDCCU Holiday Bowl going to be on December 28th at Petco Park. The tickets will go on sale later this month, but we're giving away a pair of tickets for both the game and Sky Show 45 on the News Quiz next. What are the big stories we're covering next year? Um, we're going to cover some of the school shootings issues, of course, but also a story. It's probably my favorite stor- story all day about a kid who had to go to the hospital. You after, love kids going to the hospital. After, play, mm. after playing with a dog toy, mm. that's what you get. You do fist. Mm. And I'll tell you why it's good not to be country singer Alan Jackson right now. Is that right? Yeah. You don't want to be Alan Jackson. No. Find out why next. Home of the DSC KGB. Here we go. All right, it's Happy Crackpot News time, 9 o'clock now on the KGB. We have... Sky Show 45 tickets coming up for people who pay close attention and can be the first one to answer our news quiz question coming up today. Some heavy-duty news is leading us off. What do we have? The jury in the sentencing trial of Parkland school shooter Nicholas Cruz, who pleaded guilty to 17 counts of murder and 17 counts of attempted murder for the 2018 shooting at Florida's Marjorie Stoneman Douglas High School. That jury recommended a life sentence without parole on the initial counts read in court this morning, but... With more counts still to be addressed, it is still possible he could receive the death penalty. Jurors must be unanimous to recommend a death sentence under Florida law or Cruz will receive a sentence of life in prison. So if they recommend death on at least one count, the ultimate decision on Cruz's sentence would then go to the judge who could choose to either follow the jury's guidance or sentence him to life in prison. Hmm. So it's really not decided yet. Then Not yet. All right. There's been developments, but it's still ongoing. All right. What else is happening? So now on to Alex Jones, the radio host who claimed that Sandy Hook massacre was a hoax. And then according, we we had discussed this earlier, like, why would he say that? Yeah. According to the Texas Tribune, they say that his claim was it was staged as a pretext for confiscating guns. He said the government faked it. The United States government faked it so they could take away your guns. Yeah. Well, now some of the families of the children who were killed have just gotten word from the jury that Jones must pay out nearly $1 billion. Mm. The Connecticut jury. Has he got that? He does definitely not have that. Oh. He does not have that. Oh, okay. The Connecticut jury found that the emotional distress and trauma that he caused by his campaign was so enormous that justice required an enormous damage award. So $965 million will be divided among eight families and one first responder. $965 million that don't exist? 
exactly. Uh, so Jones was on the air on his radio show when the verdict was read. So he's, he's still on the air. Yes. There's. Wait a minute. This guy's been found guilty of these crimes. He's admitted he made everything up. He's admitted he knew that he was lying, and he still has an audience? That shocked me as well. He still has a microphone? He still has a radio station that wants to carry his program? He does, and he said... Does anyone carry him here in town? I don't know, sir. He told his listeners, this must be what hell is like. They just read out the damages, even though you don't got the money, and then... Jones went on to say that the case is a joke, and he asked his listeners for donations. And he'll get it. You know he will. I, I did not know that he was still on the air. I find that shocking as well. I mean, I hate that when when I am, I'm like reading out this news, and then you ask something that makes total sense, and I'm like, well, that's what was in the story. Should I hmm. fact check that? But he's saying, I don't have this money, and he's asking them for donations. Isn't it true in the first trial where he lost $50 million, something like that? He admitted in front of everybody in the courtroom and the jury and everything, and even talked about it on his radio show, okay, I was lying. I knew it was real. I made it all up. How does he still have a job? I don't know, because that was his whole, that was his signature piece. Hmm. You know, you tell people enough Mm. what they want to hear as opposed to what the truth is, and they don't care. They'll listen to you. He has enough riled up listeners. Like the parents were saying that that some of the parents in morning were receiving death threats and yeah. harassment from those listeners. They right. were doing things to the, the grave sites. Mm-hmm. Bunch of badness. I have people who drive by my home in the middle of the night. They yell at me, Chris Boyer doesn't need any help on Boyer versus the team. <laughs> they do. <laughs> Threaten me with all kinds of vile things. He'll show them. Never. All right. What else is happening? Tuesday was National Face Your Fears Day. And a radio host in Sydney, Australia, named Erin Moland, agreed to face her fear of spiders. Okay, now, Australia has spiders that are the size of pets, dogs, yeah, do. cats. Yeah, they do. Yeah. Well, this one, they, they're they saying it was a small tarantula, which is not such a thing at all. No. That's just a small monster. Don't they have, like, dachshund-sized spiders over there in Australia? Those huntsman spiders, mm. man. Well, she agreed to let a small tarantula crawl across her hand, but it turned out that she was more afraid of it than anyone realized. Shocker. They brought in a listener to do it first, and that went fine, but even during that, apparently you could hear Aaron in the background already starting to have a panic attack. How would that be if we did this with you? I'm not agree- I would not agree to do this ever. I-, I wouldn't be able to do it. I would not be able to. How are you now with the little magic box that I have in our office where a spring-loaded spider jumps out, even though you know it's fake and it's a toy? How are you with that thing? I'm very uneasy with that thing. Don't like it. I don't like it. Yeah. How would you be if we said, there's no money involved, there's no reward, there's no prize in this, we're just flat out going to have you have a tarantula crawl across your hand? There's no way. There's no way. I would never do such a thing. Mm. Would you sit still for it? Do you think that's possible, David? No, I don't. Yeah. It's not. What if we tie you down? But this person wanted it to happen, right? Yeah, and so even though when you know when it came to be finally her turn after she watched the listener do it and she was panicking, she still said she wanted to do it. But then before they even put the spider on her hand, she fainted on air. So she's fine. She was back up and laughing fainted. about it later. But they had to cut and go to commercials because she fainted in studio. That is not the time you cut. That's the time you zoom in. What is wrong with these people? <laughs> I used to see this happen on The View all the time. Whoopi, you know, they'd get into a big fight. Whoopi saying, we better break for a commercial. It's like, this is when it's getting good. Yeah. This is not when you break. Uh-huh. 
someone faints or throws up or people get into a fight, this is when you stop every, you just let them go. Uh-huh. No one's getting up to go to the kitchen. Everyone Mm-mm. is glued to their chairs. Damn right. Yep. So she fainted. She fainted. And did they make the spider walk across her unconscious hand? That's not fun. <laughs> Had she been in this studio, I bet you that would have happened. You think you would faint? <laughs> have you ever felt like that? The spiders, you ever felt like you're going to lose consciousness? Not with a What spider, do you no. feel? Um, I get my heart beats out of my chest. Right. I get very hot. How about clammy? And sweat and clammy. Yeah. Very hot and clammy. Clammy is hardly ever comfortable. It's not. Mm-mm. Am I breathing? It gets harder to breathe. Yeah. It's a real anxiety attack right there. It is totally that. Yeah. Can mm-hmm. you get that way just thinking about it? I get uncomfortable and thinking about it. And then I all automatically, I've already done it this morning. I start looking around. I'm like, where, where's one? There's, There's got to be one near me. There's, where is it? Mm-hmm. All right. Let's move on. Let's get out away from it. The Bulls Only Rodeo is coming back soon here to Lakeside. But listen to this story. A woman up in Redding, California, was at the Redding Rodeo when a runaway rodeo bull jumped a fence and it struck her and it put her in the hospital. But it actually ended up saving her life. Here's Paige King and her father, Eric Matson talking about how the tests done at the hospital revealed that she was in early stages of thyroid cancer. Number one. I went down and I just didn't really know what was going on exactly. It kind of took me a second and then my boyfriend had picked me up and I was like, oh, there's a bull there. We wanted her to go up to the emergency room and through that they did a CT scan of her. They noticed a lump on her neck and the emergency room doctor said, you have to get that checked out. I was stunned actually, in all honesty, as as one of your kids finding out that they may have cancer, it kind of takes you back and gives you chills. Hmm. So, luckily, Paige is currently undergoing cancer treatment that they never would have got otherwise. So, it was your fast and speedy recovery. How about that? On to other kids in the hospital. Yeah. You know, boys, you were just you're such little morons when you grow up. What? 13-year-old Jonathan. How could you say, could you say you such a... You just are. Hey, wait a minute. You trying to pull a fast one on me, hey? Not going to work. <laughs> well, he can't outsmart me. Nope. Because I'm a moron. Why do you think we're all such little morons? Because because of Jonathan. Okay, Jonathan. 13-year-old Jonathan. That's a fussy name, isn't it? <laughs> yes, it is. What's your name? John? Johnny? Uh, no. It's Jonathan. <laughs> uh, okay. Jonathan was supposed to be packing for a camping trip, but instead he was dicking around and he wanted to annoy his mom. So he's standing next to her while chewing on a dog toy. All right. He was making it squeak. How old is, how old is little Jonathan? 13. Two, three. I'm sorry. Jonathan is 13 in this story. 13. He's chewing on a dog toy. Yeah. See, point proven. He cries. Hmm. So he was making it squeak and she told him to stop, but he wouldn't. So she went and tried to grab it. And that's when Jonathan ducked away and accidentally swallowed the squeaker. Uh, <laughs> the little white squeaker in the toy got lodged in his esophagus. And thank God he could still breathe. But every time he did, it made the dog toy sound off. And it was getting louder and funnier when he laughed. Number two. Say hi to Boy Scout. Hi. <laughs> <laughs> that's him laughing how'd they get it out his mom took him to the er they had to actually put him under to get the squeaker out with a scope and so he doesn't live with you he'd be sent to bed (laughs) 
It'll all be fine in the morning. I don't care. Go to bed. It'll pass. You can mm-hmm. breathe, right? Okay. So they knocked him out? They knocked him out, and they ended up getting it with a scope. Um, He's actually happy now because he's TikTok famous. Mm-hmm. Uh, but we have a video of it posted at 101kgb.com, and you can actually even see the nurses in the background laughing. And that's what the mom was saying. The right. doctors, they were all just cracking up at him. But it's mm-hmm. really funny to watch. Little morons. Mm-hmm. Uh, going to get a nice big fat bill for that one. Um, now, onto happy kid news. A kid in Illinois who'd spent his entire life in the hospital finally got to go home on Tuesday. His name is Francesco Bruno, and he's almost three years old. He has a rare and complex condition called skeletal dysplasia. And skeletal dysplasia. Mm-hmm. I don't, do you have that, Chris Boyd? No, not that as far as I know. Nor do I. It's Italian. I might... Uh... <clears throat> Pick it up. It specifically impacts his ribs, and it makes it difficult for his lungs to grow properly. And so he's had a bunch of surgeries at multiple hospitals in his little short life um, and lots of therapy on it. But his, his parents were finally able to get the training to take proper care of him, and they are heading home. Where, by the way, there are six other children are waiting to welcome him home. Hmm. Yep, their hands full, but welcome home, Francesco. How, how old is this uh, child? He's almost three. Okay. And he's never been home. He's been in the hospital his entire life. The National Transportation Safety Board has recommended technologies in new vehicles to stop drivers from speeding. Hmm. What are they going to do? Uh-huh. Here's Mira Joshi, a deputy mayor of New York City, using an alarm-based system that can help stop people from speeding, number three. So I'm pressing the pedal, but you see actually the number's going down. It's called a dead pedal. We need to be at the forefront. There's no reason today with so much technology and so much awareness that anybody should die at the hands of an automobile. So basically, when the car notices that you are going over the speed limit on the road you're on, it sounds this alarm or it blocks you from being able to accelerate. How would you like one of those, Chris Boyer? I would uh, throw in a gallon of gas and a match uh-huh. and call my insurance company. I see. There's an you override. would commit insurance fraud? You'd set your own yeah. car on fire and call your insurance company? How yeah. dare you. Yeah. There is an override button that allows you to pass the speed limit oh. for the first 15 seconds. Only if you need to merge or speed up to meet the flow of traffic. But so far, comments from the public, they don't like it and they see it as an invasive and an overreach by the government. We were getting a ride from our hotel to the airport. Uh, the hotel we were staying at had a, uh, a bunch of cars that they owned for shuttling people around. And they had us in a Tesla, a ludicrous Tesla. Do you know what these are? These are some of the fastest production cars on the roads. I don't know if I would notice it if it drove by me. I wouldn't know. You might not notice it, but... Yeah, I wouldn't know what I'm looking at. Yeah, Teslas come with different strength motors in them, and one of them is called Ludicrous. And they call it Ludicrous because it goes ludicrously fast. (laughs) And it tops out. They, They have programmed this Tesla, Ludicrous Tesla, to 45 miles an hour. Yeah. I think this car will go zero to 60 in less than two seconds. Sounds about right. Yeah. And it'll go up to 100 miles an hour like nothing. Like in four seconds, it'll go 100 miles an hour. But they've got it blocked off at 45 miles an hour. Because that's like the top speed on this island in Lanai. Mm. Yeah. Okay. It's like, okay, I get it. But why did you get a race car with gull wings and everything? Super cool car. It maxes out at 45. I don't think people are, I I wouldn't want this on my car. 
Now, it, no. was that a car that you could drive, or did they have a shuttle driver who was giving you a ride? Was that Someone it? was giving us a ride. Now, does it go zero to 45 in like one and a half seconds, or did they dick with that, too? We didn't test that. So I don't know. But it, th- there were a couple times where the car went ding, and it had to slow down. Yeah. Because it got all the way up to 47 miles an hour. Uh Uh-oh. Here come the records. It seemed like a waste to have a super sports car that could top out at 45 miles an hour. I don't think you would like that either, Sarah. You need to build up a head of steam to kill the bunnies the way you do. 45 (laughs) miles an hour, just kind of... Cripple them. That won't really kill them. Yeah, I was going faster than that suicidal bunny. (laughs) What is coming up in round two of our crackpot news today? Well, you know what? Speaking of Teslas, um, Elon Musk is getting into the fragrance world. This this story has me confused. Yeah. Will you explain it to me so I understand it? Because it doesn't make any sense. Just because I'm going to explain it doesn't mean we'll understand it. But I feel like he's going very Gwyneth Paltrow goops. Style yeah. is what it sounds like, and we'll tell you why it's, it's good not to be country singer Alan Jackson right now. Yeah, I want to know that. So but this weird. this fragrance that Elon Musk has made, uh, the name of it does not entice me, and the description of the scent does not entice me. I wonder who it will entice. Well, quite honestly, we're going to give you some of the stats on Elon Musk's cologne coming up next here. Along with your tickets for KGB Sky Show 45 in round two of the Crackpot News. The DSC is streaming on your smart device. 1015. KGB. All right. Don't you want to smell like Elon Musk? Ugh. What's the matter? Not an Elon fan? Um, just because I know what he, what smells he likes now? Yeah. Should have gotten him with a musk. He's going for a perfume. Now I know you don't uh, favor cologne, perfume. It's not your, not your thing. Not for wearing it. Yeah, I don't like to wear it. It's too much. As opposed to what? What would you do with it? Smelling other people, like when other people walk around, it doesn't really bug me that much. It's more just for me. I don't like smelling something twenty four seven on myself mm-hmm. anymore. Mm-hmm. But I do love to shove my face in Chip's armpits when he puts Axe on. Not really, but you I'm like his saying, axe. I love it. Mm. I don't care. I die for it. Okay, good. Well, wouldn't you think that Elon Musk would be ideal for a guy, for a cologne that's musky scented? Yes, you would think it's uh, named appropriately. Nope. (laughs) What did he do? Well, Elon Musk is uh, selling a fragrance, calling it Burnt Hair for $100 a bottle. He calls it the finest fragrance on earth. So according to the official Burnt Hair website, it is the essence of repugnant desire. And also just like leaning over a candle at the, di- the dinner table. But Did you say a... the essence of Republican desire? Repugnant. Oh, repugnant. Desire. Oh, I see. Okay. And just like leaning over a candle at the dinner table, but without all the hard work. So. It smells like burnt hair. That's what they're saying. Yeah. And is it true that he sold out? 10,000 bottles. It's not even out yet. And he has sold 10,000 bottles. What's 10,000 times 100? That's a billion, isn't it? Yeah. That's a billion dollars. Oh, my God. As if he needed that. Or is it a trillion? Is it a trillion dollars? I mean, it could be, but mm. he's definitely going to be on Forbes for sure. Mm. There you go. 
So it's sold out. It's not even out yet, meaning mm-hmm. people are spending $100 on this bottle of cologne, which he's already announced says it smells like burnt hair. People can't even sample it, and they want it. It's sold out. Just because it That's is. his fan base, yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. Repugnant desire. Hmm. <laughs> I don't know why I just got the face of Chris Boyer in my head when I hear <laughs> repugnant desire. Can I get my cut? Mm. All right. What else is happening in the Crackpot News today? You guys know the country singer, Alan Jackson, number four? You know this guy? Let's hear Alan Jackson. Let's see if this reminds you of anything. Pour me something tall and strong. Make it a hurricane before I go insane. It's only half past 12. I don't care. I got whiskey and a dog in my truck. five o'clock somewhere. There we go. These lyrics work for anything. Oh, she wears a T-shirt. I got a truck and a dog, and you're like a drink of whiskey. Done. See, you're familiar with him. Perfect. Okay, he's like in the weirdest situation right now with a crazy super fan. Hmm. A lady is flying to Nashville to try and fulfill her mom's wish of having her ashes spread over Alan Jackson's house. Her mom was a super fan, had a tattoo of him, and would carry his cardboard, cut it around the hospital while she was getting cancer treatment. My goodness. She never received permission from Alan. She did not. But that's not going to stop her, David. I see. She said, the, the, the woman, the daughter, said that she suffered a lot of trauma having to cremate her mother and that this, fulfilling this wish, will help her heal the healing process. Doesn't this happen in Santee? Aren't people regularly flying over Chris Boyer's house to scatter the ashes of their loved ones? Yes. Over Boyer's house. Or just pushing the body out of the plane. (laughs) And no one notices that. The land on Boyer's house. Yep. How would you feel about that, Boyer? Would you allow someone to scatter their loved one's ashes over your house because their loved one, their deceased loved one, was such a fan of yours? Yeah, why not? All right. What? That's very big of it. He says, why not? You, You wouldn't like that, huh? What's the matter? I don't like any of that. Why not? I don't believe in that you would haunt the house or anything like that. But it's going to get in your vents. You're going to inhale them. It's going to blow in through the window. It's going to blow into your dog boy while it's in the backyard. Get on his fur and he's going to bring it in the house. You got dead people fragments floating around. You always do. Yeah, that's not good. Okay. Mm. Well, there are dead people fragments floating everywhere or dead coyote or dead yeah, you rabbit can't, you or can't whatever. see it though you don't know it this is that you know it this is yeah. like you'll you'll choke on these ashes as you inhale them boyer mm. it's that close that fresh what if they get sucked into your whole home fan which i know you've always got turned on because you can't do. do better right you know i think uh if we instead of just casting them to the wind if we could put them in a scott's fertilizer spreader and disperse them on your dirt uh, on the dirt i think that would be okay you want to fertilize your dirt yeah but because it would uh it would leave them in a uh, a little less dense configuration Mm -hmm. all right well but yeah good luck to alan jackson yeah she's hoping to do it this week so heads up alan Mm. (laughs) keep that hat on alan (laughs) those cowboy hats are like rain gutters (laughs) there you go keep the ashes off you what else ACDC has a book coming out next month. It's called the ACDC 
A, B, C, D. High voltage alphabet. And it includes passages like this. A is for Angus, who thinks it's good luck to wear a school uniform and walk like a duck. The book feels more like it's for adult collectors than actual kids, even though it kind of sounds like a children's book. It has references to Hell's Bells and other kid-unfriendly ACDC songs. And then the entry for J reads, J is for jail with no liberty. Break the hell out. You've got to be free. Hmm. Chris Boyer, what is T for? Uh, T is for Tasmania, the home of the great devil. I don't know. Is T for TNT? TNT, dumbass. It's dynamite. (laughs) TNT. And I've picked a fight. Mm -hmm. Yep. Earlier this year, Stephen Colbert announced that he was hosting a celebrity pickleball tournament called Pickle. And now we know some of the celebrities. You guys know about the the craze of pickleball these days? I was just going to tell you about this. Do you love it? No. Oh. I've never done it. But okay, my so, wife loves it. Okay, my son Shane is obsessed with it. Mm. And then my one of my best friends, this girl calls herself one of my best Uh-oh. friends. She calls herself one of your best <laughs> friends. Have you given her the authority to use you as her one of her best friends? Yeah, because she's one of my best friends too. We've okay, so that's all right. Ever. No harm, no foul. Are you how are you doing on your quest to become besties with the rich snobby girl? It's gone nowhere. Mm. Absolutely nowhere. What the no. hell? What's going on? I don't know. And I was standing close to her. Are you the other stalled? Day. No, but I'm shy. I'm really shy. I know I don't sound shy. When? I'm shy. <laughs> Where? I'm shy in the real world. And I was standing right next to her the other day and she looked so cute. And why? She had a she was sporty and she had a pink hat, a white tank top, pink shorts, and shoes that had pink and white, like pink and white tennis shoes. I'm like, mm-hmm. oh, like how cute you look. But I mm. didn't say it because I was like, oh, she's gonna think I'm like, you know, Lesbian? like obsessed with her or something. Oh, and you are a little. But you don't want her to know it. Right, I don't want her to know mm. it. But I didn't say female. anything. I didn't say anything. Now, this girl who claims you're her best friend, is she a little obsessed with you and your cute little snow leopard outfits? No, we're, yeah, we're, no, we're all obsessed with each other. We've been best friends since junior high. So you like, have we acknowledged. Are totally best friends. Oh, okay. Yeah. But this She's other girl that you're talking about, that's more of a stalking relationship. I'm not stalking her. I said like a stalking. It, it just notice her when we're in school. I notice her when I stare at her for hours on end. And it's at neighbor not parties, you know. Yes. Yes. The block Doodling parties. your initials and hers and Do you want me to make a phone call? I can no. put an end to this right now. I'll call her up and just say, hey, this girl likes you. Do you like her? I need to. <laughs> I hate this. I can do it. Come on. Come on, Bromo. No. I'll you want me to call her day. up for you? No, I can do it one day. I just have to wait for the natural, organic moment. Organic. Yes. yes. Gotta wait for the right song to come on the radio. <laughs> the right moment. Do you find yourself riding your bike past her house, hoping that she'll be out in the front yard and she'll notice you and fall in love with you? When I drop off summer. Because you're riding such a cool bike. When I drop off summer at the house next door to hers. Yeah. I'm always like my windows down just in case she's out, and I'd be like, "Oh hey!" Mm-hmm. You, know? you make sure that there's cool music playing inside your car. <laughs> well, duh. Yeah. Okay. Very good. So. So. I have one of my best friends. Yes. Back to this pickleball thing. Yeah. Who actually said she can't go with me to Vegas at the end of this month because she has her first pickleball tournament, mm-hmm. and she can't miss it. Well, why should she? Because it's Vegas. Yeah, but she has a tournament. I know. Huh? Can't you just call in sick? It's that doesn't work with you. All. I call you up and say, hey, let's talk show prep. They may make kids hockey game. Can't you just not? No, I got to do it. 
You know how these sports tournaments are. I know. They're all chaos. It's the first one. They're not even going to notice you missing. Mm. It's not like you've been there all this time. Uh, you know you're going to miss out. We never like go to Vegas. you're supporting her very, very hard. I'm not, but I'm really for pickleball. So, yeah, it's a real thing. Mm. Tom Brady just bought a pickleball team. Did you know that? No. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's become quite the buzz. It totally is. I think LeBron is interested in it. Brady bought a team. Yeah, it's a big thing. My I, wife likes to play. Yeah. It's a lot of fun. It's like tennis, kind of, but not. Yeah, it looks fun. Yeah. Yeah, it looks like I could definitely play that before I could ever play tennis. Mm. I would do it, but... So, yeah, Stephen Colbert is going to do this big celebrity tournament. And so there's going to be 16 competitors total. Some of the names include Will Ferrell, Emma Watson, Sugar Ray Leonard's going to do it, Kelly Rowland, Dirk Spentley, and David um, Murray Bartlett is going to be there. Do you... David Murray Bartlett? No, you're, I'm talking like you, David. Murray Bartlett's oh. going to be there. And so... you know him, but do you know him? Do you know who I'm talking about? No, I don't know him. Should I know him? You do know him. Okay. Murray Bartlett. Hmm. He's the naughty hotel manager from the White Lotus. Oh, yeah. That guy. Yeah, he's funny. Yes. Yeah, he won uh, an Emmy or something like that for the White Lotus. He won an award for his performance. He's oh, good. yeah. Mm-hmm. I know they were up for a lot of awards. I didn't know yeah. who won, but yeah. All right, so good. good. That for him. will be a two-hour show, and that will air November 17th on CBS. All right, anything else today? That's a wrap, David. It is time for a news quiz. You know what we're giving away today on this news quiz, don't you? KGB Sky Show 45. In conjunction with our new partner, SDCCU Holiday Bowl. On December 28th, come out and watch the Holiday Bowl. And then immediately following the Holiday Bowl at Petco Park, downtown of the Gas Lamp, it's KGB Sky Show 45. People have been saying, but what, but, but, but how? Shut up, just watch it. <laughs> Forget with the how. I mean, don't you listen to the radio? You don't know how it works. Magic radio waves flying through the air end up somehow in your box? Forget it, just enjoy it. <laughs> Here we go. You're on the DSC. Do you want to be on our news quiz? Fire shot on the left. Hello, you're on the DSC. Do you want to be on our news quiz? Yes, let's go for it, David. What's your name? This is Dennis. All right, Dennis, let's do it. What does Elon Musk's perfume smell like? Burnt hair, like flower, uh, uh, a boyer on a summer afternoon. Mm-hmm. You win! That's right. That's going to be the smell wafting through Petco Park as we blow it up. I don't dare to be downwind. Bodies singeing and burning. As we blow up Petco Park on December 28th, KGB Sky Show 45 and ESDCCU Holiday Bowl. You're going to be there. We got tickets for you, okay? Very nice. Right on, brother. Party of the year. Look forward to seeing you there. Oh, thank you. And of course, I love your show. Love your show. To be your best every day, you really do need proven quality sleep every night. Science proves that your best sleep is vital to emotional, physical, and mental health. And it happens to be Mental Health Awareness Month. So maybe you've seen a bunch of posts on social media this week talking about this and lots of tips on how to try and help yourself in areas where you're struggling with mental health. And can I tell you, the difference that quality sleep on my sleep number mattress has made for my anxiety I can go to bed with my heart and my mind racing for no reason. It's that feeling that I'm just going to burst into tears at any moment. 
and I can't explain why and I'm not able to focus and I just can't think clearly. But those nights when I lay down on my sleep number mattress and I fall asleep, I wake up feeling completely refreshed and like a new person. It is incredible. And I'm not even joking you. This is one of the factors that helped me get off my anxiety pills. There were other factors, of course, but actual life-changing sleep is one of them hands down. It's seriously time to go into a sleep number store if you haven't yet and finally experience the difference proven quality sleep can make. Right now is a great time because they have a new bed that is full of such awesome features. It's Sleep Number's new Climate 360 smart bed, the only smart bed in the world that actively cools, warms, and effortless, effortlessly responds to both of you and your partner as you sleep. The Climate 360 smart bed, it will warm your feet to help you fall asleep faster. And then it draws heat away from your body, which keeps you cooler and staying asleep longer. Don't miss Sleep Number's special introductory offer on the new Climate 360 smart bed now. Only Sleep Number stores like the Encinitas location where I found my mattress and my Sleep Number. I'm down to a 25 these days. That's helped me get a Sleep IQ score um, of an 86 last night. It was absolutely incredible. You can also stop by the Santee location if you're out in Boyer's Hood and always find these deals at sleepnumber.com. Just tell them that Sarah from the DSC sent you and see why Sleep Number is not just a bet. It's proven quality sleep. 1015 KGBFM San Diego is the home of the DSC. By the way, was there anything new in the Russia-Ukraine war? We never talked about that bridge that they blew up. That's right. Is that because we didn't really understand it? There was a lot on it, and so I just... I didn't narrow it down for you. There was so much, we decided not to cover it at all. <laughs> That's our journalistic style. Uh-huh. Yeah. I'm watching this video this morning. Have you seen this one, Boyer? This this tank is driving oh. up the road. Wow. And uh, the road is covered with anti-tank landmines. Okay. A lot of times, landmines will be buried in the ground. And so these tank drivers can't see them. But this tank was on a road, and the landmines were clearly laid out on the road. You could see them. And the guy just drove right over them and... Kablooey. Wow. wow. That's... Uh, One less Russian tank. The red mist has descended. <laughs> What's going on over there with wow. these guys? Uh, you know, it seems like Russia has had to resort to pulling people off the dance floor and yeah. taking them out of the, you know, the haberdashery and putting a gun in their hand. And they might not have the best, most qualified military. You know, Saddam Hussein did the same thing. They, we were capturing guys in Desert Storm and they're in dance shoes. And Saddam just grabbed them wherever he could. I know what you're saying makes sense to me, but when you wear your glasses crooked like that, I can't focus on what you're saying. Sorry. <laughs> the dog you you got to get them sure. on straight. How come they're not on straight? They're uh, all cockeyed. Ah, uh, the, the headphones probably. You need like a level on your glasses. <laughs> Do you see how crooked crooked they are? Do you have like one ear that's like four inches higher than the other? Oh, crooked your, now? Your right ear, your right lens goes way up higher than your other one. I'm sure I sat on them or the dog ate them or something. The dog ate them, and now you're wearing them. Yeah. 
You would think that maybe in uh, Russian tank driving school, the first lesson would be don't drive on anti-tank landmines. You would think. That's what I would think, but maybe they skipped that class that day. I don't know. That's the kind of tank driving that I would do. (laughs) There's something in the road. I'm going to hit it. I will run right over it. Never even saw it. What a what a disaster for Putin this war is, isn't it? Embarrassing. Just a just an absolute disaster. All right. Well, that brings us to the end of this Thursday show. You know what that means? There's nothing but a Friday left here. Friday is already here, which means the weekend has officially begun already, folks. We've got no Padres baseball tonight. Padres going to rest up after beating the Dodgers last night, but they're back in the gas lamp tomorrow for game three. It's all tied up one to one. But you do have Thursday night football tonight. I think uh, Chainsaw said it's the Bears are playing tonight. All right. What exciting things were executed on this Thursday DSE radio show? A goose was on the loose during Mm. the Padres game last night. The game, David, that you told us... You told us to take 10 years off your life and you had to turn it off during the night so you didn't jinx the game. And thank God you did because that superstition totally paid off. I did avoid the jinx. <laughs> Have you seen this goose? It's a fierce looking goose. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's definitely got wristy, resting bitch face. He was daring them to hit the, he was daring Soto to hit the ball at him. I'm ready. Bring it, <laughs> bitch. That's what that goose was saying. I read Beaks. Yeah, and he said, do. bring it, bitch. <laughs> mm-hmm. All right. While talking about facing fears, we learned that Boyer's fear of sharks prevented him from being a hangton daddy. Mm. And then, Dave, you asked us, who has good table manners? And hangton daddy says he has a paragon of eating excellence. <laughs> Everyone had a different solution to my table manners dilemma. Vastly mm-hmm. different. Yes. And uh, I think we all really vehemently disagreed with each other's uh, plan. 100%. You didn't like chainsaws. You certainly didn't like boyers. I don't think you liked mine. You only liked yours. I liked mine, and I, um, which was if you have a big glob in your mouth, a big bad bite, and you're at a restaurant, and everyone's looking, looking at you. How do you handle it? And I said, you just do the obvious and just quietly spit it into the napkin and wait for the, t- the waiter to take it away. Boyer. Puts now, the- now. You you keep stopping there. What about the feelings of the person who unwraps that napkin and finds the big, fatty, gristly glop? I care more about not swallowing that and getting it out of my mouth than I do about his feelings. Good enough. They're already dealing with forks and spoons and leftover food that has everyone's mouth germs all over it anyways okay that just they take didn't a dump finish. at the table you might as well no so what was that just take a dump at the table what the heck is yeah. that the dot you connected right there that's yeah, the she, leap you make yes not much of a leap she yeah. doesn't really care about anyone who has to be her service herself it says i just care more about not swallowing that you don't food. do that do you at do the I? table what do no. you say okay all right just leave a baby diaper at the table uh take a poop there whatever don't matter none I just use one of their flatware as a poop knife. Is that right, Sarah? Take it with you into the bathroom. Is that right? I didn't think about that if we're out in public and she does that again. But not a bad idea. You just, you put the gob into a napkin and you wad it up 
And now it's someone else's problem. It's they not yours. They will clear it with the plates. Mm-hmm. We are tipping them. And it's, it's just, it's the lesser of two evils. All that matters is it's no longer your problem. I can't, cannot t- handle that big fatty gob. No. Got to get it out. You cannot. Boyer says you put uh, the empty gob uh I'm sorry, I think I wrote this word. The fork. You put the empty fork back in your mouth, yeah. and then he tines the gob onto the empty fork and then puts it down on his plate again. He puts the partially chewed gob mm-hmm. right on his plate for everyone to see. That's right. You retine the gob. That's right. And then Chainsaw said... Take the napkin from your lap, not the one on your head, and then you barehand the gob and stuff it in the napkin. Which I don't understand. No, I don't either. Why the need for the bare hand? There's no need for it. It made sense to him, though, and he declared he was a spy. And then he's scampering off to the men's room to discharge a load from the napkin. That's right. I mean, why don't you just put the uh, keep it in your mouth, excuse yourself, go to the bathroom, and then expectorate it in the trash can if that's what you're going to do. It it's, seems simpler that way. I uh, agree. He had a lot of unnecessary steps. <laughs> yeah. Spit it in your hand first, then put it in a napkin. It's like, why don't you just put it in the napkin to spare your bare hand? The indignity yeah. of the offending gob. But uh, guess what? Oh, my God. Emily Post, who is regarded as the the official manners. Um, it's a word I'm looking for. Arbiter? Sure, or, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Said Chris Boyer is 100% right, almost word for word, in Emily Post's guide on how to have good manners at the dinner table. She says specifically, you take an empty fork, you put it back into your mouth, you stab the gob, you take it out of your mouth, and then you smear the gob on the plate in front of you at the table and leave it there and move on. That's exactly what Emily Post says. Off with her head. No, absolutely (laughs) not. There's no way. It's not what I do. No. And I would die if someone did that at the table. Yeah. Because you can see, you can tell chewed up food from not chewed up food. Yes. Yeah. Compliments to Nicole on holding the load while in Paris dealing with this exact issue. Well, maybe next time you can try Hall of Famer Omar's family game. Pass the gob, but make sure you claim no give backs. When you pass on the gob. You say to your wife, lean over and give me a kiss, babe. And when she kisses you, you, surprise, you pass the gob <laughs> into her mouth. You declare no give backs and you're done. That's the best. Uh-huh. And then she looks over to Junior. Open up. I hope Emily Post heard today's show. We need to send today's show to Emily Post. Pass the gob. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. What else? Then it's time for Boy versus the Team oh. with Ashley and Serenity. Uh. Question was, well, Chamberlain threw an underhand freestyle, some shots, and was crushing it, and then at some point switched to just regular overhand. Why did he switch if he was doing so good with it underhand? And the team guessed because it was unmasculine. Boyer's answer eventually got to because it was photographically more pleasing. And um, Serenity convinced her mom. To double down on Boyer for those Sky Show tickets. And they did not get There's two Sky girls Show who are going to be buying their own damn Sky Show yep. tickets. I tried to talk them out of it. You know, nope. they, they wouldn't hear it. Everyone, even Boyer knew that was the worst answer. One of the worst answers he's ever given. Will you explain something to me? As an observer, explain something to me. I've got these two on the phone here. i got this mother-daughter on the phone. And it's pretty clear. I mean, I understand their loyalty is to Boyer. 
And that's nice. They declared that up front. We're Team Boyer. I said, okay, great. They gave me their answer. They said, we think Boyer's got it right. I very clearly cautioned them that their answer was stupid, wrong, and change your answer right now. And they wouldn't do it. They wouldn't do it. What is that? What is that? I wonder if it's a a move he pulls that I've fallen for a few times where when he goes off so much on these long, long tangents, it tricks you into thinking, oh, he really must know what he's talking about. He's totally BSing you and he's BSing the answer, but he goes on so much and he convinces, sometimes can convince people that he's right. Right. I wonder if that was it. And, this and is, they were like, no, he's totally got it. And that is part of Boyer's gift. And that is why Boyer is so successful on Boyer versus the team, because even if he knows the team is given the right answer, then he has to shift and fabricate an answer that sounds so convincing that our audience would go, that must be it. And yet, at the end, when the teacher who's got the answer key says, I think that's a bad choice, Serenity. Nope, I'm staying with it. Mm-hmm. When the teacher says, I think that's a bad answer, why do they stay? They're just dumb. Too, I mean, there's no other nice word to say than that this time. It was so obviously wrong. How did you miss that I was trying to steer you onto the lane of victory? It was just a dumb move today. <laughs> okay. they've, had, they've had better days. Even on let's make a deal when you got to pick door one, two, or three. And you pick one, and they show you door number three, and it's the zonk or whatever it is, or something you don't want. You always, Monty will say, do you want to change your door? You always change your door. Always. Statistically, it is the way to do it. All right. Because the first choice was one out of three. Now, if you change it, it's one out of two. Hmm. All right. Your odds are better. Well, I couldn't convince the girls to change their decision. I know. I'm confused, too. I thought we had a perfectly... Laid out, but Boyer once again decided, let's not talk about what we're talking about. He took us into a wrong and confusing dissertation about let's make a deal. I mean, There's would... only one zonk on let's make a deal, not more than one. You've got that all wrong. But uh, thanks, but no thanks for your help. Anyhow. So the team won. So we have 1.5 gazillion points. You ever seen Plus. a relay race guy's running down running down the track and he's got that little stick in his hand and yeah. another guy grabs it and he goes running? Yeah. It's like I was just doing a race and Boyer went and grabbed the stick out of my hand. I'm like, this ain't a relay race. Get off the track. I did not need your help on this one. I feel like the race was done. This ain't a relay race. Yeah. It's just a single. I'll <laughs> assist you. You're just as qualified as both. Thanks a lot. Let's say baton. Whatever. No one invited you on. <laughs> All right, what else? Tiffany Marie called 911 to let them know she wanted to blow up her kid's school during pickup. So Tiffany Marie gets to dress up as a jailbird for Halloween this year. Yep. Speaking of Halloween, how do you handle a crybaby? You give them something to cry about. <laughs> That's what I was always uh-huh, taught. You nailed it. There is a BuzzFeed crybaby writer who will be offended if you dress up as anything, anything at all this Halloween. But finally, David. Finally. We heard from listener Rick who has a collection of serial killer cards, including Jeffrey Dahmer rookie cards. So this is one listener I hope we never meet face to face, you weirdo. <laughs> and nothing but a Friday left now. And more tickets for KGB Sky Show 45. Tomorrow morning, let's get together. See you then. Love your show. 
Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.